Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that knows it's not a tumor. Wrong movie. Okay, the only podcast where I'll be back. Still wrong movie. <sighs> the only podcast that can say I am the vault. Not even the right actor. Whatever. Here are two guys that don't like their witches too noisy in the sack. Matt and Doug. Uh, so I got to ask a question right off the top. I I uh-huh. don't understand the open. What do you mean you don't understand the open? I what was with the Arnold voices? Because we're doing an Arnold movie. What? Okay. Wait, did I watch the wrong Conan the Barbarian? Which movie did you watch? Well, l- l- here here's the trailer for the movie that I watched. Okay. Never before in the history of motion pictures has there been a screen presence so commanding, so powerful, so deadly. He's Conan, the librarian. Can you tell me where I can find a book on astronomy? Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Conan, the librarian. I'm sorry. Books are a little overdue. <laughs> Conan the Librarian. Tonight, only on U62. I was honestly shocked you did not pull that clip or ask for that clip to be pulled. Is that from UHF? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> With Weird Al? Yes. And the racist Michael Richards? <laughs> yeah, it's a pre-Kramer Michael Michael Richards, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I it's I saw that movie once in the theater and then maybe rented it. I, I don't have a whole lot of memories of it. Oh, but by the way, I'm Matt. <laughs> and I'm Doug. <laughs> how are you doing, Doug? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. And I know you probably want to jump right into housekeeping, but I have one other thing I need to talk about beforehand. Uh-oh. And you may have noticed we've been trying to get our brand out there, expand the, the Betamax Rewind e- empire. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have swag. And last week we introduced a board game, but I actually had a meeting with uh, marketing last week. Okay, and they said that we're we're overlooking a pretty large demographic group, and we are really missing an opportunity to, as they said, monetize this bitch. Uh huh. So they came up with this. Okay. Did this week's episode not quite get you to the point? Does Betamax Rewind Home Game not satisfy your adult needs? No problem. Introducing the Betamax Rewind Helpline. I don't need a man. Just give me two random guys rambling on for 40 minutes. I don't give a fuck. I will come like a geyser. What Betamax Rewind staple trips your trigger? No matter your kink, our on-call experts will give you a helping hand. If you're lucky, you might even get to talk to one of our hosts. Hey, it's Matt. What is your thing? Nothing gets me wetter than hearing about pest control. Uh, tell me more about walking your dog by the bar. <laughs> oh, play me another Family Guy clip. Ah! Here at Betamax Rewind, we don't judge. No matter your fancy, our dedicated staff will fulfill your needs to get you over the edge. Two words. Hoop talk. <laughs> Can you, can you talk to me a little bit more about that and that pig and stuff? Thanks. Thanks, Betamax Rewind. Thanks, Matt and Doug. That got me there. <laughs> the Betamax Rewind helpline. Operators are standing by. 
Call now. Each call is 368 per minute. Additional taxes and charges may apply. Offer not valid in Vermont, Louisiana, or North Dakota. Results not guaranteed. Please see a physician for an orgasm lasting more than four hours. Nice. That was awesome. That was so hard to do. <laughs> you have a lot of voices in there that we will have to discuss who those are later on. Ah, uh, not in this podcast. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's why I said later on. But um, I, I do want to say thank you to everybody that participated in that. I want to apologize to all the people that I asked to uh, participate in that that were offended by the fact that I asked them to fake an orgasm for me. And- I was wondering what that Facebook post was about. <laughs> And then also, uh, there were a couple other people that, that were involved, but there were some technical issues, and I was not able to use their audio. But okay. anyway, moving on. Moving right along. So, wait, so we but, get into a little wait, housekeeping? So is this what we are now? We're, we're a podcast that we just do bits. That's what it <laughs> yes. is. Yes. You, you know what's funny is I was actually thinking, I'm like, how can I one-up my board game? Should I do Betamax Rewind with Matt and Doug, the dildo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. That ball's in your court. No, I, I had, uh, I couldn't just let yours go without some kind of a response, but. All right. All right. Very nice. Very nice. And now it's time for podcast housekeeping. All right. So, uh, going back to last week's podcast, which basically is what housekeeping is, uh, we talked about Andrew Dice Clay going off on a CNN interview. Let's talk a little bit about uh, where your career has been. <laughs> I can't because believe it. You, of you know course, I mean? you were you were a headline guy. I'm and still then a headline guy. You know what I mean? You, for a while, you popped out. Now you're coming back. For I a while, back. for a while, it's you were actually do, you, you, know running, I mean? you were running a gym. Tell us about that. Running a gym? Weren't you running you a gym at some point? You're supposed to be a news guy. Where are you getting your fucking That's our research. You aren't. You this aren't. This is ridiculous. I come on CNN, and the guy don't even know what he's talking about. Go ahead. You at no point were you running a gym? No, no, running a Jim, what no, you, you need a workout or something? Jesus fucking Christ with these guys. I come on the news for two seconds and, and you want to say every All time right. I do an interview, a guy wants to open his fucking mouth. Can't All right, even Andrew, do a little thank fucking you very routine much. here. We that you you know what? Go back. fuck yourself. You know what? All fuck right. Fuck the whole fucking network. We'll go back to uh, talking about Art Carney. And we'll be back in just and then to, to to carry off of that, I had asked why he was banned from MTV. Right. And that was 1989. He went off script to deliver adult nursery rhymes. Right, which was kind of his thing. You know, that oh, was... Of course it was. What's, but why don't you continue on your CNN thing? Oh, uh, are you talking about the Mike Tyson interview? Yes. I don't believe that was CNN. I think that was like a local Vermont station or something like that. But you had said... You'd mentioned the Mike Tyson interview where he kind of calls the guy a piece of shit, I believe. Right. Some of your critics would say, you know, there's a race for mayor. We know you're a convicted rapist. This could hurt his campaign. How would you respond to that? Hey, um, I don't know who said that. You're the only one I heard say that. You know what I mean? And I don't have no comment to that. You know, because it's negative and you're being negative. And I, 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 met, I met the mayor. And nothing they can do about it. We actually had a really good time. We we, we talked about George Chavalo, who's a legend in your city, great man, with whom Mike spent quite a bit of time yesterday talking about his life, highs and lows. So interesting that you come across like a nice guy, but you're really a piece of shit. Hey, with that come comment. On, come on. No, that was a piece of fuck you. That was a piece of shit. You know, we're we're doing we're doing live TV. Man, I don't care. What are you gonna do about it? All right, you got to yeah, exactly. It's Mike Tyson. What are you going to do about it? Right. You're going to attack me? Yeah, but... This is CNN. 
it'd fit better. That would have been a CNN clip as well, but yes, it works for this movie. You know, because of James Earl Jones. Yes. Oh, that was James Earl Jones. This is CNN. Yes, it is. So one thing I forgot to mention last week is uh, when we had gone to the beach, when you go swimming, like whether it be a pool or the ocean or whatever, I'm assuming you wear swim trunks, right? I do. Do you wear swim trunks that have the mesh? Yeah, I'm not a fan of those because I always feel like my balls are, are, you know, sucked up in me and then it kind of cuts into my inner thigh a little bit too. Yeah, and that's actually exactly why I wanted to bring it up. I was, you know, one of the things I like to do when I'm at an ocean, something that has a tide, is I sit there and I, I let the waves come in and stuff. And then I get out and I have a pound of sand in the mesh liner of my swimsuit. And it cut my inner thigh so bad that there was like blood in my underwear and not for like Ooh. the normal reasons. Okay. So you just, you, you kind of sit in there and you let the, you let the water tickle your toes. Yeah. <laughs> You're gay. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, last week I, you were talking about how you were watching a gif of a blowjob. Mm-hmm. The, the, basically the entire episode. And I said, well, what does gif stand for and you didn't know which i'm surprised that you didn't know that it's graph graphical interface something graphics interchange format okay yeah and i said and let's just get it off it's gif not gif because graphic is it's not graphic and and you said yeah like the peanut butter and i said no sorry that's that's, that's chif Choosy moms choose GIF. Yeah. Choosy moms don't choose GIF. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, <laughs> Jessica Lange won an Oscar for... The other movie we talked about that she won an Oscar for was Blue Sky. And you'd okay. say that was a relatively recent film. That actually came out in 1984. Oh, so not recent. No, not at all. I mean, in, in terms of like the history of the earth, yes, sure. recent. <laughs> yes, but no, anything that qualifies for this podcast is really not a recent film. Okay. Um, I, I, then we were talking about, you know, big fat people getting buried and like lowered into the ground or buried in a piano case or something. And I said, yeah, it's that, that, that Hawaiian guy that sung that song. And first you said, meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, no, he's not dead yet. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. I thought that was actually for, for the movie part. So oh. I'm sorry. Bring out your dead ninepence. I'm not dead. What? That's Nothing tells you ninepence. I'm not dead. Yeah. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. But you, you, you didn't catch the fact that after that I said my name, his name was Robert Paulson. And I'm not sure who Robert Paulson is. It's from that was Meatloaf's character's name in Fight Club. Oh, and they said that boobs? yeah, and they said that nobody has names, but in death you do. And then after Meatloaf died, they're saying his name was Robert Paulson. Was like a okay, big thing. but no, the Hawaiian guy's name was Israel Kamakowiwo, and he died in 1997, age of 38. Care to guess how much he weighed at his time of death? Two twenty-five. Seven fifty-seven. <laughs> okay, big guy. And he's and he sung this song. <laughs> It's an ER cancer song. 
Is it? Yeah, that's the song they played when um, Dr. Green, who played Goose in Top yes. Gun, died. Anthony Edwards. Yes. Now, did he die or did he? Was it assisted suicide because he was so sick? I don't know. I had kind of checked out of ER by that point, but I think he was yeah. married to Alex Kingston. Yes, a redhead Australian. Hmm. Is she Australian or was she yes. British? No, she's Australian. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Not the first time a redheaded Australian's been mentioned on this podcast. Probably not. So, I had a question for you about you had your. Your story during. When you're feeling blue and there's nothing left to do, you can talk about poop, poop, poop. So I, I had to add that to the permanent board because I figured it, it should be there. Yes. So there was a a coda to your story that you never mentioned. Okay. You said there was a whole thing with the ladder and you were going to yeah. help the guy and then. You helped the guy, and you said, well, I'm going to go over poop over here. <laughs> Just don't yes. look. And if you go back four months, you mm-hmm. had this whole thing about what really grinds your gears, and was it was people that don't pick up their dog's poop. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't have a bag with me, so, I mean, there were some leaves on the ground. I did take my wipes, and I, I you know, I put those in my little garbage can that I keep in the back of my, in the, my back seat, uh, and I did have a Ziploc bag from a sandwich that I had eaten earlier. Uh, but I was not going to do anything with my poop, so I just kind of covered it up with my some leaves. <laughs> okay, so you were the very thing you railed against. Yes, 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 I was. There was something that didn't come up that I, I wanted to ask, and I don't know why I didn't ask it. It could have been because it was the podcast getting a little long last week, but how come Lauren Holly never got big? I don't think she's a very good actress. That's never stopped anyone. Uh, I don't know. Um... Maybe she didn't suck the right dick. Who knows? I don't know, man. Because didn't she seem like she was on the cusp? Because she had Dumb and Dumber, and she had this one, and then she was in, was it Picket Fences, I think? She did some movie with Ray Liotta on an airplane. Okay. That was supposed to be big. I think that came out right around the same time as Passenger 57 with Wesley Snipes. Yeah, always Um, better in black. Yes. But I, I don't know. Maybe she kind of just decided, I like doing TV. And because Picket Fences was on for quite a while, yeah, yeah, it was. Do you know? Do you know where that took place? Oh gosh, um, no, I don't. I when you say it, I'll be like, oh yeah, Rome, Wisconsin. Was oh, it was Wisconsin, which is a hole in the town, hole in the wall town. I mean, if, if you blink going through Rome, Wisconsin, you've missed Rome, Wisconsin. What about uh, step by step? That was Port Washington, but it had Great America there. It wasn't Great America. But was, it, it was an amusement park. And an amusement park that was right on the ocean. Which, yes. <laughs> which if, Maybe it was Lake Michigan. I think that means it was that was supposed to be Lake Michigan. Yeah, but if there's any tide, it would have taken out that roller coaster. <laughs> well, yes, I suppose. I don't know what kind of tide you get in Lake Michigan. I, I don't know. Yes. Um, we talked about at the end of uh, Ford Fairlane, he's like, oh, you know, man, oh, man, oh, put the gun down, you big pussy. And I said, oh, yeah, that's right. I said a line very similar to that in a movie that we made when I was 19 called Indiana Jones and Reclaiming of the Last Teapot. Turn it 
Okay. <laughs> Do you need to p- play the comp- comparison clip? Uh, I, I didn't. I don't think I pulled the comparison clip. The point is, I want to go out man to man. Just me and you. Put down the gun. Let's go with it. Come on, you fucking sissy. What are you afraid of me? Come on, man or the man. Fish the cuss, baby. Let's go with it. Just you and me. No one's around. Come on, I fucking had it. Let's go. Almost word for word. Oh. <laughs> yeah, spot on impression, Doug. Spot yes. on. I don't think I was trying to be Andrew Dice Clay. No. I, yeah. A uh, couple other things I had. Airport was not an Irwin Allen film. Okay. I had asked about that. Full Metal Jacket was actually r- earlier than either of us had thought. It was 1987. What did we say? Uh, 88, 89. Okay. Uh, Fairlane's car was a 1957. Ford Fairlane. And, yes. And the car that was blown up was not actually a real Ford Fairlane. It was just a fiberglass shell. Right. That I had read. Okay. You have anything else? Um, I don't know where Elliot Gould came in. Oh, we were talking about the Friends reunion, and he played Ross and Monica. Monica's dad, and you said that he played Hawkeye in the MASH movie from the 70s, and I said, no, he plays Trapper John, and he brings his own olives for their moonshine till Still. dirty martinis. Hey, your beer drinker, sir, would you like to share a martini with me? Martini, I... That would be, I'd love a martini. Oh, John, give the gentleman a martini. I think you will find these accommodating. They're quite dry. Don't you use olives? Olives? Where the hell do you think you are, man? We do have to make certain concessions to the war. We're three miles from the front line. And yes, but a man can't really savor his martini without an olive, you know? Otherwise, you see, it's just doesn't quite make it attention yeah i could not find a decent quality clip of that you weren't about to watch the entire mash movie to find it no i would have done that if i had access to the mash movie i just didn't have access to it which shocked me okay it's not on hbo max no it seems like a movie that would be on hbo max i checked i checked amazon prime i checked hbo i checked apple i checked everything i could not find it and you were not going to pay two ninety nine? No, not not for, for a thirty second clip. No, I was not. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. That's all I've got for housekeeping. Okay, a couple more things for me. Michael Jackson died in two thousand nine. I have no idea why we were talking about that. Um, Carrie Wurr, who played Melody, was actually a VJ on MTV, and she was also briefly on a show that has come up on this podcast many times. Do you have any idea what show that was? Full House. Oh, okay. Yeah. Friend of the show, Joey, said that she did some Cinemax booby flick. Oh, yeah. She's done a couple of them. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're good. Right. Um, and then the last... Well, I'm sorry. Two more things. Uh, Natasha Leggero played Dice's wife on his Showtime show. Mm-hmm. And then I did some research into the Sheila E. blowjob thing. Uh-huh. You're right. Um, yeah. And I, I was surprised, but it was just, it was a part of the bit, but I could not find any video of it, but it was actually no, a thing. There's not a video of it. There's a picture of it that shows her head down in some dude's lap. From Playboy magazine, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's it. Wait, hold on. Well, Come on. Play the math fucked up clip. <laughs> really? Really? You need that? <laughs> yes. Math fucked up. You know what? For, oh. I'm just going to run right over you. <laughs> 
gonna say is you know for not believing me you can just go to the dick buffet and <laughs> get a big plate of dicks and eat them and then go back for seconds no see i like my dicks in a bag to go <laughs> big bag of dicks yeah no i think you should go to the dick buffet <laughs> okay I'll, I'll, I'll look that up i'll google that so have, have you noticed when you go to the gas station and maybe they're not doing that in wisconsin but even though covid is kind of really opening up now they had certain pumps closed at gas stations that I go to so that every other pump was the one that was open? That did not happen in Wisconsin. Okay. Not to my knowledge. I don't ever recall seeing that. Okay, but because of that, if you were in a gas station and you had pumps on your left and pumps on your right, if you were like the back pump, the back pump on the right-hand side would be open and then the front pump on the right-hand side would be usable. So... Mm -hmm. So there's always like a, a, an open spot, basically. Okay. The other day I was getting gas and I'm in the left section, the left side back. And then there's a guy front section, right. I fill up my tank and this asshole <laughs> pulls in and pulls in sideways in front of my car <laughs> <laughs> and gets out and goes into like the gas station proper. Okay. So I could not, I couldn't drive out. <laughs> And I look at the guy who's pumping to the front right, and he just kind of shrugs his shoulders. What the fuck are you gonna do? Right. But it's like, well, I, that's a, a pet peeve. Actually, that's a. You know what really grinds my gears? And this is the thing that Jen and I have talked about, and I, I touched on briefly last week. Is it's when people think that whatever it is they're doing or their time is more important than everyone else's. Oh yeah, the and guy's an asshole. And I think this guy was actually going to turn in a job application, honestly, okay. because he had a piece of paper when he walked in and when he walked back out, he no longer had it. Okay. And he was not dressed to impress, to turn in a job application. Of course, it was at a gas station, but still. Yes. Okay. okay but. It kind of reminds me of, do you remember a couple of years back when we were going canoeing and we stopped at that gas station, which has like 12 pumps. Flying J? No, it's it was off of Highway F in Sullivan. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Is that the one okay. with, like, the petting zoo? Yes. Okay. And, and I pull in, and there's maybe two other cars at these pumps, which has, let me remind everybody, 12 pumps. So I figured, okay, you normally I don't do this. I don't pump my gas and then go into the store and take care of whatever kind of business I have to take care of. Usually, you know, if it's a busy gas station, I'll pump my gas and then park. But seeing that there were nine open pumps, I'm like, fuck it. It's the middle of the day. There's nobody here. So I go in, get my snacks, you're with me, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I got a can, you know, a canister of propane that I have to exchange. And there's a car sitting behind me while I come to get the propane tank. And I grab the propane tank out of my truck, and I start walking back to the gas station, and this guy backs up, squeals his tires. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Spins around, pulls in front of me, and he goes... You're a real stupid motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm just like, and he, he takes off. And there's some other guy coming, walking out of the gas station. And I go, man, I wonder what his problem is. And the dude goes, looks like he's got all kinds of problems. 
Uh, so you were the asshole at the gas station that day. I was, but I wasn't the asshole. I mean, it's, you know, like I said, normally I pick up my dog's poop. I pick up my own <laughs> poop if I have to shit in somebody's yard. That's actually two asshole dug things so far. Yes. And we're yeah. very, very early in this podcast. Yeah. Um, so I got a call, uh, I believe Sunday or Monday morning from an automated bank message saying that somebody had used my card. Uh, and it was suspicious activity. And they were shutting down my my debit card. So I called the next day uh, the 800 number, and I'm talking to somebody in the Philippines or something. And apparently somebody had tried purchasing $107 in Bitcoin in Malta. Okay, and you had not been in Malta. I'm like, she's like, have you been in Malta? No, I have not. Have you had any family members that were in Malta? Mm, Pretty sure I haven't had any family members in Malta. So, yeah, I got a new card in the mail yesterday so one of the things i've talked about many times is how it's not the money itself that i care about wasting it's just kind of the principle of it yes so when we were on vacation i had bought two six packs i bought a six pack for myself and a six pack for jen of different things and i had one drink left over after being there for a week and didn't get a chance to drink it so all you had was five cocktails the entire time you were on vacation for a week. Yep. Yep. So disappointing in you. Not a drinker, dog. <sighs> right. But so okay, carry on. We're, we're getting ready to leave, and there's this uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade that's staring me in the face as we're clear, clearing out the, the refrigerator and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm not going to waste this, but I can't, I can't drink it now. Because I have to, you know, drive to the airport, whatever. So what I did was I poured it in my Mountain Dew bottle, mm-hmm. and then after I dropped off the rental car, I drove, drank it when I was waiting in line to uh, to go through security. Okay, that is almost like an alcoholic story, except it's, it's it's just based on the principle. Right, right. So uh, tonight's Sunday. On Thursday morning, I left with my boy uh, with with six other adults and eight other boys. Uh, to go to the Lac de Flambeau Flowage, which is just north of Monaco. It's four and a half hours. And it was a three, three night, four day, three night campout. But what was unique about this campout was that we put all of our gear on canoes and canoed two miles across this gigantic fucking lake and then camped for the, the duration at this campsite and then went out and fished and did all kinds of Boy Scout merit badge stuff. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, but what happened, one of my big concerns is losing my car key. So I fashioned Your my, what? Car, my car key. Okay. You said car key. Nice. Like, like, car key. Continue. Okay. So I fashioned it to this kind of, I don't know, like a, like a, I don't know, strap then to a carabiner. Mm-hmm. And while I had it plugged in, the carabiner was, like, brushing up against my knee. Because my plan was is that I would hook the carabiner to my belt loop, and then that key would go into my pocket. And then once we got on land, I would put find a secure place for it. Because um, I didn't want to lose that fucker. Sure. Because that, that would suck. So the carabiner was brushing up against my knee. So in my stupidity, I took the carabiner and I hooked it onto the little rod, whatever you want to call it, for the, the cruise control. Okay, sure. see where I'm going with this? Yep. All right, so we're cruising down the highway, you know, and not making any big turns, and one of the kids, 
you know, we're on the group thread. One of the kids has to pee. Okay, so we get off in this exit, and I have to turn my wheel. Well, guess what happens? Key my, goes out the window? No, my key is hooked. Basically, the... Oh, the so you can't control, turn the wheel? The cruise control thing is in the steering column, <laughs> not on the steering wheel, like I was thinking. Uh-huh. Um, so now I, I can't turn the wheel. And I'm going, I'm halfway through the intersection. I'm committed, Okay. So I just take, I'm just like, I don't have time to take this thing off. I'm just going to turn the fucking wheel and I'm hoping that the strap breaks. Okay. That doesn't happen. The key bends and comes out of the ignition. (laughs) So now my vehicle is locked up. My steering wheel is locked up. I'm rolling. I've got no acceleration. I don't have power brakes and there's nothing I can do. I can't put the key back. I try putting the key back in to start it, but the vehicle's in drive. Right. And I can't put it in park until I'm fully stopped. I'm in the middle. I'm rolling through this intersection. Thankfully, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, so there's not a lot of traffic. But I'm starting to sweat, and my heart is pounding. And I'm using foul language, really foul language, with my son and his buddy who's in the back seat. And they're starting to get kind of scared. I'm scared because I'm thinking I'm two hours away from home, and there's three other, four other vehicles. What happens if, if I can't start my car? So finally, the, I slow roll to the median and put it in park and my bent key, which is the electronic thing. And I'm thinking, okay, did this fuck up the electronics in this key? Sure. I got it started, thankfully. But still, it took me a good half hour to calm the fuck down and and kind of climb off the ledge because it was an incident, man. Oh, yeah. You're wound up. Yeah. Yeah. You would not have been able to go to sleep if you got home right after that. No, certainly not. And I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, what's going through my mind is, what are these guys going to do? They, they, you know, we're meeting an outfitter at a specific time with our canoes. They can't wait for me, and I would have to call my missus to have her drive two hours north. <laughs> hey, honey, I need a key. Sorry, there goes your day. Um, but in the car, so I had texted the mom of this other boy who's friends with my son. Hey, this is a four and a half to five hour car trip. Does he have a device or some headphones or something, a book that he can do? Because my son, he told me very matter of factly, he said, Dad, Dad, I got to listen to music because music is my life. And of course, I I have to, you know, suppress my laughter (laughs) as he tells me that. Okay. But, you know, he's got his iPad with his playlist and his headphones. And, you know, we downloaded a couple of movies so they could watch movies together on the iPad. But he's like, I got to listen to music. So this kid comes with nothing. No book, no device, no headphones, nothing. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I've got all these podcasts downloaded on my phone that I'm going to listen to. I'm not going to sit there and entertain this kid or talk to him for three hours while my kid is, you know, living his passion <laughs> and listening okay. to music. Okay. So he just sat there. He just sat there while I'm listening to podcasts, with, which had some, you know, choice language. Sure. It was just, it was an interesting trip. And the same thing happened on the way home. He just, he had nothing. So. You know, I, I have probably a dozen, two dozen stories that involve straps and carabiners. Yeah. Okay. All of them more exciting than that one. <laughs> you know what? Go back to the dick bumping. <laughs> so, and I'm sorry, a lot of this stuff is catch up stuff from that I didn't catch last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've talked about the the minimum wage stuff that's going on, where there's a lot of companies that are not able to find help. 
Mm-hmm. And God, I, I, for some reason, I'm thinking I told this story, but we went and we, yeah, I did tell us about the subway guy. Never mind. Um, okay. but I was, I was packing for the trip and all of my clothes go in like Jen's suitcase because she needs like her ton of shit. And I mm-hmm. have, honestly, I could pack for a week and have it be in a small little duffel bag and it wouldn't be a big deal. But I take all my electronics in my one, uh, backpack that I have, the same backpack that I take when I go off to the Shangri-La. All your nerd cables. Yes, exactly. So I was throwing stuff in there and just in case I was checking pockets, you know, all the pockets in it to make sure that there was nothing in there. There was a fucking gun in in that bag. A gun? Why the fuck would you have a gun in that bag? It was a dart gun, but it, it was a black dart gun and it looked like a real gun and because my son had had his graduation party, my wife had been cleaning and she was just throwing shit wherever. And so she happened to throw a gun that looked like a real gun into what was my carry on bag. And if oh. I had not checked that pocket immediately before we left, I probably never would have made it to Orlando. Yeah, it's, they probably would have, you know, it's, it's a plastic gun. They see that you're with the family. I mean, they probably would have, you would have told your story and because I was I was camping with a guy and we were just you know telling stories. You're you're with a group of people that you're not friends with. You know them, but you're not friends with them. Right. So you're just kind of you know you don't want to talk politics or anything like that. You don't want to get too deep into your family. So you're just kind of doing surface level talk. And this guy was telling me about how he had a back- backpack and he had an old backpack and his wife was he was getting ready to go on a trip and his wife was like super cool and transferred all the shit from that backpack to his new backpack and there was a loaded pistol magazine okay that's that, worse that, that got picked up when he went to the airport and got confronted by TSA and then county sheriff and thankfully he knew one of the county sheriffs and the guy's like I'll just put this in my locker you can come and grab it when you come back you know it was a mistake there's no gun but, you know, the thing is, okay, so you've got the magazine. Who's got the gun? Yeah. Okay. So, um, are you done with that story? I'm done with that story. I have one okay. thing left. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it was it was a good weekend of fishing and cooking and hanging out. And like I mentioned, we did some Boy Scout merit badges. And one of those Boy Scout merit badges was canoeing. So, you think, oh, that that's easy. But, I mean, you, the boys have to swap a canoe and then get it upright, and then put that canoe upside down on another canoe so they can flip it over and then get it back in the water and jump back into the canoe. But we learned all the different names of the canoe and names of different parts of the paddle and um, different strokes. And one thing that I didn't know is that the person who sits in the front of the canoe is the power. Okay? They're supposed to do most of the power, and then the person in the back does the steering and and some power, but the main person in the front is the power. You always sit in the front of the canoe, correct? Yeah, that's just kind of where I'm put. Yeah, so that would make you a power bottom. Bottom. Yeah, I knew where that was going. (laughs) I was waiting to see if you were going to do it or if you were leaving that that softball up for me. Yes. All right. Uh, You don't wear glasses, do you? You just have readers. I have readers. I'm wearing readers right now. Yeah. So I was going to actually go to contact lenses because my eyes are to a point now where I actually have a need for regular glasses. Okay. And I went in for a contact lens fitting, which basically all it is is you practicing putting contact lenses in and out. Okay. I couldn't fucking do it. Okay. Couldn't you get LASIK? Uh, you can't for what's wrong with my eyes. Okay. 
if if you need like uh, reading glasses, if that's the main thing. So if you're farsighted, I guess it is. LASIK can't fix that. They okay. Can, they, you can only fix if you are nearsighted. All right. Okay. So, so that's, that's all I have. Okay. I, what was cool about this trip was we had two guys along that were expert fishermen. Uh, one guy in particular, and um, they, I, they had we did have two motorboats that brought across some of our heavier gear like our coolers and our Dutch ovens. Things that just weren't going to fit in the canoe. But it was great because these guys were totally open to letting the boys come on the boats. And then they would go out fishing for a couple of hours and just walk the guys through everything. Different lures. And they just caught so many different types of fish. And it was just a really exciting experience for them. You know, one thing it was that was great was, you know, my boy is a little timid when it comes to certain things. And he just he climbed out of his shell cleaning fish and, and touching fish and doing a lot of cooking and uh it was just a really great experience and it's nice when you have somebody like that because i know just probably a little bit more about fishing than you do and you don't know jack shit about fishing <laughs> no no i do not yeah i mean i have a cheap 17 dollar walmart pole and then a crappy little tackle box and i wouldn't know what the fuck to put on that hook to catch you know a northern or do i have this for a perch or do i have this for panfish dude i just put worms on my hook and i catch what i catch but it was really it was it was cool we saw a big snapping turtle that was on the shore that was trying to eat our fish that we had on a stringer so then we had to put them in a cage and the snapping turtle which the shell of the turtle was probably a good two feet long this thing was a monster was trying to chew through the cage nice yeah so yeah that's that's about it i'm home i'm exhausted but it was a great trip I do have, I just want to go back one second to one thing that you mentioned. You talked about merit badges mm-hmm. and, you know, merit badges for flipping a canoe back over when it's submerged. Mm-hmm. And well, number one, they should try that when they're hammered because it's <laughs> order of magnitude harder. Yeah, but you, we were in standing water. These, they had, we had to be, they had to be in water where they couldn't touch the bottom. Okay. That that would make it harder. But one of the things that, you know, I think for the last several years, we, we've been in the same canoe. But even when we've been in different canoes, you will run into people both within our group and then in other drunk idiots on the river or people that just don't know what they're doing that end up tipped over or worse, their canoe ends up at the bottom and you're not in a section that's like two feet deep. It's in a section mm-hmm. like, that's like five feet deep. We always stop. And, you know, we, we shore up, we plant ourselves on the the shore and then we will help whether it be people in our group or just random people. And the thing that always pisses me off is nobody ever thanks you. They're right. <laughs> and you know, you kind of expect that from your own group. Yeah. But from like random strangers that you're helping, they never, it, it's, it's just like the, the person that doesn't give the wave when you let them in on an yes. entrance ramp. It's the same thing. It's, it's literally the least you can do. Well, I do recall there were some drunk girls, two drunk girls that we helped write their canoe and we were on shore talking and, you know, we brought their canoe to shore and they were not good and they were annoying and they came and they're talking to us and they're like, wow, thanks guys. And, you know, it's like, yeah, we've been drinking all day and yeah, we just wish we had some weed. And our, our friend Egg goes, oh, we've got weed. 
Oh, I do remember that. And we're like, no, no, we don't. No, no, no. 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 Move along. Move along. Because their eyes lit up like saucers. <laughs> you guys have weed? I mean, I'm sure one of us could have gotten like a blowjob in the weeds. <laughs> well, some pot. But I, I, I'm guessing, if I remember correctly, they were probably, at the oldest, maybe 30. No, they were far younger than that. Yeah, I, that's what were, I said. They, 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 they were college-age girls. Yeah, they were college-age girls. And one of the things I was when I was trying to rope in people um, to do the bit that I did at the top of the podcast, I was reaching out to people that I hadn't talked to in a long time, just like who could I possibly leverage for this? Mm-hmm. And one of my friends, I talked to him. It's like, hey, how, how cool is your fiance? <laughs> <laughs> and he told me that he was forty, and I'm like, wow, that's young. And wh- when did forty become young? When you turn 45, nah, 46, 47. And it, it's just crazy to think when I, when you think of somebody being 40 is, wow, that's young. I, I well, have a hard I, time remembering that. Of the seven adults there, I was the second oldest. Um, there was a dude that was nine, ten, nine months older than me. He was 49. Uh, and then we had a couple of 42s, 43s, and then some couple, uh, two people that were in their mid to late 30s. So, yeah. Okay. So I, now I didn't, I didn't. I didn't feel old. I look old, but I don't feel old. So. Okay. Okay. Beverage for the show. What fills up? Why? Why do I always do that? <laughs> you screwed me up from last week. Guess that sound, and you are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really want to know. You are probably not going to get this because there, there's a good chance you may not have seen this movie. You have such a vast hole in your in your movie watching library. Okay. Um, I will give you one hint. Okay, it it is not from Kroll. <laughs> okay, hopefully I, I I put the right one on the board. Hold on, why the hell? Anytime you're doing... ready. Yeah, it's. Hold on a second. What? The... Ah, okay. Um, that's interesting. Um, no, just just bear with me. Uh, we'll go to Conan, <laughs> and we'll go to S O T W. Ice Pirates. <laughs> no, but that's a movie that I want to see again. I saw that in the theater. I probably have not seen it since then. Uh, okay. I saw it several times, and I remember loving that movie. It's a, it's a comedy, right? Uh, yeah. It, I, and, it, it's got Robert Robert Ulrich. Yes. Spencer. Who's the black guy that's in it? Um, uh, not, the, not the guy who died that was in Running Scared with Billy Crystal. Gregory Hines? Yes. Was uh, it Gregory Hines? No, no. I I don't know. I have no idea. I was okay. thinking, it, no, I not a clue. 
right, okay. well, let's play the reveal that I don't oh. get. So, And I probably won't get it from that either. Probably not. Okay, that's really fucked. That's not coming either. There can be only one. Okay, Highlander. Yeah. That's where he, uh... He, cu- he uh, cuts the, the main bad guy's head off. Okay. I'm going to yeah. shock you right now. Okay. Never seen Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> but yet you know what it is. Yeah, well, there can only be one. That's a very famous thing. So, yeah, I get okay. it. All right. All right. Oh, okay. I'm so thirsty. Come on. Now it's time for me. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Well, it's your week. Go ahead. All right. Okay. I am drinking a raised grain, naked threesome Indian pale ale, Citra Crystal Mosaic. Um, I was on this trip for for three nights, and we do not the BSA does not allow alcohol on campouts, so it was a good three days to kind of recalibrate my system. Because I, I mean, I'll admit it. Somewhat of a high-functioning alcoholic. <laughs> okay. I mean, I drink five or six nights a week. Not a lot. A cocktail. Most nights, just one cocktail. But, you know, Friday or Saturday, you know, I give her. So, I have not had alcohol for, for three days. Um, I don't care how this tastes. It's going to be awesome. So. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Good stuff. All right, so this week I'm drinking out of my uh, because always an inverted cup that I got from Launcher. Yeah, and I'm actually drinking something that I bought for Jen, and she's like, "I won't drink that crap." So <laughs> I'm drinking it. It is a barefoot spritzer, <laughs> summer red wine based spritzer, and it is fizzy and light wine style raspberry. Okay, and it's eight ounces. <laughs> eight ounces. It looks like a uh, Red Bull. Okay. And my next drink is going to be... <laughs> I was going to say, oh yeah, like 1.5 ounces left. Oh yeah, it's pretty much gone. It's not bad though. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Okay. So ready for the movie itself, proper? I, I, I am ready for the movie. All right, let's see if this clip is correct. I'm Conan. He was chilling with his pops, talking crime and steel. Thulsa Doom rode into town, he fucked them up for real. He sold them into slavery and he worked the wheel of pain. Turned it all by himself, big muscles he did gain. He's Conan. He's Conan, he's Conan the Barbarian He's Conan, he's Conan, he's Conan the Barbarian 
He banged a noisy witch, and then he met Subatai. They climbed a great big tower, and they stole the serpent's eye. That's where he met Valeria, he gave her that big jewel. That poontang must be special, it made him quite a fool. He's Conan, he's Conan, he's Conan the Barbarian. Yes, this week we're doing Conan the Barbarian, released May 14th, 1982. On a $20 million budget, grossing $69 million, directed by John Milius, best known for Red Dawn, which we did in our premiere episode, Flight of the Intruder, and Dillinger, written by Oliver Stone, originally was supposed to be a four-hour epic set in post-apocalyptic future. He wanted Ridley Scott to direct, but Ridley Scott said, nah, so he went with John Milius. Has a 64% Rotten Tomato critic score, 74%. Rotten Tomato audience store score based on the Conan stories created by Robert E. Howard in 1932, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Conan, best known for marrying Skeletor from He-Man and banging his housekeeper <laughs> making a love child with a big face. James Earl Jones, uh, who played Thalsa Doom, best known for being a guy who was born in Mississippi, raised in Michigan, that stutters. Are you familiar with that line? No. Every time he talks about Star Wars and playing Darth Vader, he brings that up. Okay. Uh, Sandal Bergman as Valeria, best known for stewardess school and a guest judge on The Great American Strip-Off. <laughs> Jerry Lu- Lopez as Subatai, best known for having all of his lines in this film dubbed by a different actor. <laughs> Mako as the wizard, uh, best known as Pohan in The Sand Pebbles and playing three different characters on... MASH. Originally supposed to be at the beginning of a series with at least four sequels, it was followed up by Conan the Destroyer with Wilt Chamberlain. Have you seen... You, you never saw this movie? No. Okay. Alright. So now it's time to play... Welcome back. You've been on this show before. I'm not even singing along this time. Welcome back. How many times does this make it? It's growing on me. It really is. Is it? Yeah. So, like a bad tumor? <laughs> it's not a tumor. Um, I would have not gotten this correct if it wasn't for you because you mentioned it at the, at the tail end of last week's podcast. Yes. Okay. So you kind of fucked yourself that way. But I know. I, I have was thinking about that. a guess of two. And okay. it is Max von Sydow, his third appearance, also mm-hmm. in Flash, Gordon, and Strange Brew. And yes. then William Smith, which I would not have caught, Okay, who is also in The Outsiders and Red Dawn. Okay. I don't know if this one counts. You got those two. Okay. James Earl Jones, when we were doing our Star Wars episodes. I wouldn't count that. Three. You wouldn't count that? No. Okay. No. I, I mean, I would have gotten that one, so... Okay. All right. So, um, I saw this movie, I want to say, I don't think I saw it complete when I first saw it a couple of times. I think it was just bits and pieces. Um, and I don't remember where I saw it complete, but yeah, that's, we'll we'll just, we'll go, we'll leave it at at that. I saw this movie on Tuesday. You saw this movie on Tuesday. Okay. I saw this movie, I want to say it's Sunday because I knew I had to get going. I didn't have a whole lot of time. So the movie starts off with some very powerful music and a line from Nietzsche. Is that how you say his name? Nietzsche, yeah. Yes. 
and it says that which does not kill us makes us stronger and immediately goes into this narration. In ancient times, hundreds of years before the dawn of history, an ancient race of people, the Druids. I didn't know that they had a official soundtrack to this movie. <laughs> okay. Do you know what that's from? That's from Spinal Tap. Right. This is Spinal Tap. Yeah. Okay. Here's the narration. Between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of. And unto this, Conan, destined to bear the jeweled crown of Aquilonia upon a troubled brow. It is I, his chronicler, who alone can tell thee of his saga. Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Yeah, originally Arnold Schwarzenegger was supposed to narrate an opening similar to that, but he couldn't do a very long monologue with his thick Austrian accent. Yeah, he, I mean, almost all of his stuff is probably 80 yard if it's anything more than a sentence, because even today he, he still has problems with longer things. Sure. But uh, sure. you didn't mention it. This was a uh, Dino De Laurentiis. Yes. Production. That, which I, I saw that. And I'm like, Ooh, another one of those. And as it was going through the credits, they were forging a sword. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. James Earl Jones, Milius and Stone. And then they are showing, I think this is when the narration is going on. They're showing like this broad landscape. They're showing basically the old world and they're showing these, these vast vistas. Yes. That out of my, my <laughs> okay, continue. But father is talking to who we can only assume is young Conan. And I thought it was it was quite a get that they had uh, Bruce Jenner as Conan's dad. <laughs> and he's talking to a young Joy Lawrence. <laughs> I have a bunch Whoa. of things where these actors look like people that they're actually not. Sure. But he's talking about Krom, who is their god. And trust no one, trust this only your sword. The steel, yeah, trust nothing but the steel. And it's something about not gods, not giants, just men. Yes. So this is supposed to take place uh, 10,000 BC, you know, shortly after Atlantis is swallowed up. And, you know, there's still mythical things that are happening in this world. But we see writers. Yeah, but um, there's a bunch of huts in the snow. Are, the, are those yurts, or are they some other kind of hut? I would say that those are yurts. Sure, why not? But what is young Conan doing? He's just kind of playing in the woods. He's ice fishing. Is he ice fishing? Yeah. How did I not catch that? And then, I don't know if you caught this either, do you know what Conan's dad is doing? Uh, no. He's cutting some cocaine with a hammer. <laughs> He's not cutting cocaine. It's, it looks like it. It looks like he's cutting cocaine with a hammer. Okay. But yet there are people approaching. Yes, and it's it's trouble is trouble is on the horizon, and and one of the riders is carrying a staff with a what would you call that a signet? Well, there's yeah, there's 
the the staff, and then they all some of them also have things in their helmet. Yeah, but it's two headed snakes. Basically, one snake with two heads, and the two heads are coming together. And one thing I gotta say about this movie: the music is fucking awesome. Except in this particular scene, the music is wildly inappropriate for what's going on because it's kind of a jaunty tune. <laughs> okay, yeah, I suppose. Yes, but I suppose there, there's some dogs, and then there's a weird tattoo guy, mm-hmm. and then. Conan's mom is hiding behind the Christmas tree from the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but Conan is in the woods, and he's kind of hiding behind a tree also as he's seeing the riders come in. Yeah, but he's hiding behind a real tree. She's hiding behind this little shit tree that is about okay. an inch thick. Okay. All right. Well, she's a skinny gal. But I mean, it's basically his father calls the village, you know, to arms, and... These dudes are, they're, they're fucking up everybody. And the father basically is the only one that's kind of holding his ground. Right, yeah. Until he, until what goes into his back? Uh, is it, he gets stabbed, the, right? An axe. An he axe. Gets an axe. And then gets an mauled axe. by dogs. Yes, then they release two Rottweilers to come in and, and yeah, he gets mauled. Um, and then two, here's the thing where there's two different things and they, they look slightly different. And at first, I thought it was the Indianapolis Colts mascot because it kind of looked like a horseshoe on top, even though okay. it's made out of snakes. And he takes off his helmet, and it's Gerard Depardieu. It's not Gerard Depardieu. Uh, uh, you're right. It's not. It's actually it's... Lemmy from Motorhead. <laughs> it's not Lemmy from Motorhead either. But one of the guys, the other guy, the guy who's clean cut that doesn't have a beard, he's been in like 14 or 15 different Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, either as like a, a bad guy or uh, a stuntman. Sure. And I think the other dude is an ex-NFL player. That That's very possible. I, I don't know. I did not recognize the names of any of them. Okay. All of the guys that Conan fights in this movie are bigger than him, and they kind of did that on purpose to make, obviously, Conan more of a badass. But, yeah, the two henchmen, the two kind of the... There's the two henchmen, and then there's False Doom. Yeah, there, there's Lemmy, that. there is um, old crackhead Ronnie Weasley, and then there's Anakin. Those are like the three main bad guys. <laughs> Anakin, yes. Yeah. Uh, and they remove their helmets, and they take the sword, and they give it to Thulsa Doom, played by James Earl Jones, and he admires it. And he approaches Conan's mother, and Conan takes, basically, or Conan's mother has him by the hand and puts him behind her. And he's got these crazy fucking green eyes. Yeah, he's got... And there's a couple things about the mom. First of all, she's a southpaw. Okay. Because she's holding the sword before she gives it up or puts it down in mm-hmm. her left hand. And then she she puts the sword down and Thulsa Doom says this. You are unwise to lower your defenses. And yeah. he, lop, he lops her head off. But it's... Having a scene where somebody's head gets lopped off, not beautiful, but the cinematography of this is pretty awesome. Um, right. Where you're kind of seeing, you know, you're, you're seeing Conan's mom from the chest down. She's holding his hand. The head kind of drops down, and he's, he just kind of looks up and then looks at her hand as her hand releases from his and her body falls over. Yeah, and there... And this is true of a lot of movies in the 70s and the 80s, is they don't have what blood actually looks like down yet. Okay. It's very arterial red. 
Yes. It's way too red all the time. Mm-hmm. But another thing about this film is they have incredible costumes, really, really bad wigs and beards. <laughs> Are you referring to James Earl Jones' wig? Yes. <laughs> you don't think that's natural? I, 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 I would hazard a guess as to no. Okay. Yeah, he looks. He's got what is that? Like a Donna Donna Ross wig? <laughs> or is it Diana Ross? Diana Ross. I don't know who Donna Ross. Is. Donna Summers. Donna, Donna Summer. 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 Not Summers. Yeah, Don, Diana Ross. Donna Diana. Summer. Donna Summer. Okay. All right. So Summers. There, what it was so, Summers? Um. What's the What's the um, the six million dollar man and the bionic woman? What's her name? Something Lindsay, Summers. Lindsay. Well, it's Lindsay Wagner is the one that plays her. Okay. But what's her, what's the character's name? It's something Summers. I don't know. Okay, housekeeping. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, we didn't watch a lot of Bionic Woman. We watched a lot of Bionic Man. Well, it, so, there was no Bionic Man. It was a $6 million. Well, movie. you know what I mean. It's, he was Bionic. It, and did you have like the action figure with the eye? I did not. I think my brother did. Uh, but in the 40 year old version, they have, he's got, What's the the boss's name? Oscar. The Grouch. Yeah, her <laughs> her name was Jamie Summers. Jamie Summers. Oscar in, in Goldman. Form, yes, and and they're like, why would why is he? Seth Rogen's like, is that the six million dollar bo- man's boss? He's like, yes, he's way more valuable. <laughs> <laughs> well, he would be. He would be rare. Yes, that was a great movie. Okay, but okay. Uh, anyway, continue. back. So. They fucked up the village. Now they're leaving. All the children are in chains and there's heads on spikes. And why did they come? Did they come just to fuck the place up or did they come for steel? I don't know. Well, either does he. Later on in the movie, Thalsa Doom doesn't know either. He doesn't even remember doing it. I might have done it. I did a lot of fucked up shit when I was a kid. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But but, all all the kids are Michael Hutchins together. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And you actually mention it in, it, it comes up actually in the description for Conan. The thing that they're all put into is called the Wheel of Pain. Yes. But it sounds like this while they're turning it. What is the point of the Wheel of Pain? Is, I, it, know, is it like a grain mill or something? I, I, that's, I've got that in my notes. Are they grinding wheat? Are they drilling a great big hole? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But. You know, it's this, and I will say this too. This movie is very montage heavy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So kind of like Rocky Four. But <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. But we're watching over time. The seasons are changing, and there are fewer. You know, at first I think what there's three kids on each spoke of the wheel. Yeah, and eventually he's the only one that's left in the entire yeah. wheel. As we're going through a montage, it's down to two kids per spoke, and then there's one kid per spoke. And then it's just one person on the wheel and it's, he's got his head down and he raises his head up and it's Conan. It's now, it's now Arnold. Yeah. In a, in a bad wig. Yes. That's a bad wig, but he's got some big muscles, his fucking calf and thigh muscles. Yeah. He's, he's roided up. He's jacked in this. I don't know if he's roided up. This is a couple of years after he won Mr. Olympian. I mean, he's been very straightforward and, you know, forthcoming about the fact that he did roids. Oh, he did? I See, I didn't know that. Yeah, he said that he did. He said that he could have gotten to where he got. It would have taken more time. But he has said, yes, he did take those shortcuts. Okay. 
as I'm sure everybody did in that sport back then. Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, you can see guys. It's like, yeah, you didn't get that way naturally. Sorry, you right. didn't. So a big ginger comes in. <laughs> a ginger approaches and high fives yes. the guy. Right. And buys Conan. Yeah. And Conan is being told to sit. And basically, Conan is now kind of like a slave fighter. But did you see what he's wearing around his neck? No. It's the pendant of the wheel. Oh, I, I did not catch it. Oh, because that makes sense cause when he tears it off. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, he is told to sit and... um He's facing his opponent. Yeah, they, they put him in this pit, and the announcer says, Ready, fight! Yes. And they both, Conan gets kicked down into this pit. The other dude comes down, and he's like, Rah! You know, he's got all kinds of, like, crazy armor and shit. And Why, why fight, is Conan trying to take off this guy's bra? I don't know. Because he doesn't know how to fight. He's strong. But he's, he's, he's never fought. Yeah, he's getting anybody. whipped because he doesn't know what he's doing at first. Right. But this is this is Conan's first dialogue. We're 18 minutes and 26 seconds into the movie, and this is the first thing that we hear from Conan. Give me your best Conan. Dana, get down! Okay, that's true lies, but... Yes. <laughs> get to the yeah. chopper! Yeah, I don't know. Your, your, your luggage. <laughs> that's, what is that from? Uh, um, trains, planes, and automobiles. No, yes, no. He's a he's a Secret Service guy, or, or he's uh he's um they put people in protective custody. U.S. Marshal, and it's with James Caan and the black chick that was the U.S. that Miss America, but posed in Playboy. Grace Jones. <laughs> yes, Grace Jones. No, Vanessa Williams. Yes. Okay. And and he stabs it. <laughs> an alligator through the head with a knife and he goes, your luggage. Oh, so, so Schwarzenegger has a history of reptiles being used as projectile weapons in his right. movies. Right. I did not think of that. Right. Oh, oh, yeah, this is that the is one with the, the rail gun? It might. Yes, it is the rail gun. Yeah. Cause yeah. I remember that was like a big deal um, yeah. for some reason, but um, Conan breaks the other guy's arm and eventually mm-hmm. kills him. And then we have like a montage where, Conan is shown getting better at fighting. Getting more elaborate weapons, and um, he, the narration is basically he realized his sense of worth, he mattered. But what does he do every time that he wins? Does He He doesn't raise his sword. No, he makes an X across his chest and then lowers his head. With his, He makes an X across his chest with his arms and then lowers his head. Or first he goes like this. First he, he kind of... I can't see you. Yeah, though you can't see me doing this, but it's like he's like going, I'm king of the world. And then he puts his arms as, across his chest as an X and then lowers his head. Okay. I think he wanted okay. to be an X-Men, but he, he's still property, but he's getting stronger and better mm-hmm. and prouder. And he starts getting training from, I would he's call them the masters. East. He's taken to the East. And the guy who is training him, the sword master that's training him, is actually the, the sword trainer for this movie. I love the fact that it's it's Conan, the trainer, in some random douchebag. Yes. <laughs> and the douchebag is laughing, and he just gets kicked by the master. Right.
And he's being educated. He's getting books. And then what else is he given? Trim. <laughs> yes. And he's given – so there are three distinct nude scenes that are specific in this film. Yes. And this first one, I thought it was odd because the respect that Conan shows to the woman is right. oddly – probably more than what Schwarzenegger does <laughs> yeah. in his real I will, life. I will say this. Conan slays everything in this movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, it's he's given a slave girl or something, uh, basically for breeding, like he's a thoroughbred horse that just won the Kentucky Derby. Okay. Um, and the onlookers that are, he's like in a cage and he's reading a book and then they, they, they chuck this chick in and he gives her respect, but then he takes her clothes off. And there's like, what, five or six guys that are watching and they're all going, ooh, uh-huh, ooh, they're just like murmuring in the background. I, I couldn't perform like that. Yeah, it's, it's not that hard. Okay. But now we get to one of the most famous Conan clips that you pulled mm-hmm. a year and a month ago. Yes. Where, who is, it's, it's Conan's owner that is asking all these random people what is best in life. No, I don't think it's Conan's owner. The ginger is just sitting there. Okay. It's like, it's like a Genghis Khan type fella. Okay. But this exchange happens. Yes. But what is best in life? The open step. Three tours. Falcons at your wrist. And the wind in your hair. Wrong! Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear a lamentation of the women. Hey, have you ever that seen night, the movie Mobsters? Is that like a Brat Pack movie? It kind of is. It's a little bit post-Brat Pack, because I think it has Christian Slater. and um, Yeah, those kind of okay. guys in it. Okay. And one of the guys says something like, what is it that makes America great? And just... In, like in this scene, there's people that are kind of stumbling for their answer. It's like, well, you know, America's great because, and the guy just goes, money. <laughs> it cracks okay. me up for some reason. All right, but yeah, that night, you know, he's sleeping outside with the wind blowing, and Redbeard comes up and basically lets him go. Right. He's a wild animal that's been kept too long. All right. So the next morning, he's running across a desert or something, a steep, and he's being chased by wild dogs. And apparently these wild, these dogs were super dangerous in real life. Okay. <laughs> that they had attacked several of the handlers and Conan, the footage of Arnold Schwarzenegger running is actually him really running from these dogs. Okay. I... All right. So he climbs this rock and kind of falls down into this cave. And that is supposed to be the, the, the throne of the lost city of Atlantis. And he still has chains on his feet, and this yes. set was actually reused. I'm sorry, this set was already previously used in another film. Do you know what film this was? This set was used in before? Mm, no. The, the cave that he falls into was actually the Well of Souls. Are you serious? No, no, I'm, I'm sorry, that's wrong. It's the map room. He falls into the map room. Yeah. I don't believe you. Okay, well, look it up. The map room was way smaller than this room. This room was gigantic. But he, he's trying to start a fire with a flint. Can you do that? No. I can start a fire with flint. Actually, flint and steel onto steel wool or a cotton ball 
that's been smeared with Vaseline. Um, it's not easy. And one of the requirements for Boy Scouts to get their firemanship uh, is to light a fire with a flint and steel. So it will be really interesting to see my boy who gets very frustrated and, and loses faith in himself quite quickly to see how this goes. Yeah, that, that is actually a thing that I would like to teach myself how to do because if I get to achieve one of my bucket list life goals, I will have to know how to do that. And what's that? Go on Survivor? Yeah, exactly. Do you still apply every year? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> They're going to get a picture of you and you're like, dude, dude's, dude's beard looks like a Yeti's ass. <laughs> I don't have a beard anymore. You shaved it? Yeah. Well, right. that was so, a week ago, but yeah. So okay, yeah. So yes, he made a, he made makes a fire. There's lots of skeletons around, and he sees a throne, and it's a giant that's sitting, a skeletal giant that's sitting in this throne with uh, a crown and some other armor, and he's got a big ass sword. And he grabs the sword and he knocks off the the dust or the whatever you want to call it that's on the sword. Yes. And then the crown falls off of the guy that's on the throne. Okay. (laughs) What? (laughs) My youngest came down here. God bless his soul. He's such a sweetheart. I came home today from camping, and it's raining, and my oldest is in the backseat, and my youngest is at the end of the driveway with the two neighbor girls, and they've got a lemonade stand with this big umbrella over it, and they're selling lemonade. And all... Altogether, the three of them made 30 bucks. So they each got 10 bucks. And he comes downstairs while while you're talking to me with a $10 bill and a post-it note that said, I made this money for you because it's Father's Day. Yeah, that's nice. That's so sweet. My my card for Father's Day from one of my sons said, it was fun riding roller coasters with you. (laughs) I'm taking... I'm taking him, my youngest, my eight-year-old, to Great America, Six Flags Great America on Wednesday, just the two of us, because I got to spend all weekend with my oldest, and now my, my oldest wants to spend some special time with his mother, so my youngest and I are going to Great America. It should be interesting. He's never been on a roller coaster before, but he's been watching lots of YouTube videos and says that he really wants to do it. So, Well, Wednesday's a good day to go. You know, not as crowded. Right. And it's not supposed to rain in Gertie. Anyway, where were we? Oh, so he takes the sword. He takes this giant sword and kind of knocks it. It's like, it got. what would you call that on the sword? It's like compounded dust. It's like dust that is actually accumulated into a solid. Yes. Correct. And in this movie, or in the original script, he was supposed to fight this giant skeleton when okay. he takes the sword. But... They didn't have the budget. They didn't have the technology. So it just instead, it just falls forward and looks sad and pathetic. <laughs> but the crown falls off of the skeleton that is on the throne. And actually, this is a this is a question for you. Do you know at this time period? This is probably not true now, but for this time period, what were most skeletons used in movies made of? Plaster of Paris? No. Most skeletons used in movies at this time were actually real skeletons. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Which is fucked up. But, I mean, it's it's true. But this one was not, because this guy was a giant. No, no, but I'm just saying, in general, like, in The Well of the Souls, where they use this set the first time, 
they when they well, show hold on, hold on, say your your lies are falling apart because you said it was before you said. I, it I don't was know the if it was the map from Well of Souls. It's it, it's one of the two. They're very close. Um, okay, but when they have the thing where Marion's and all the skeletons are kind of like, yeah. after that he sends the big statue through the wall, those are all real skeletons. No, because a lot of those were not all the way skeletons. Most of those were not. Most of those were half decomposed. Okay. Well, all I know is I read somewhere, and I, okay. it was on the internet, so it's true. Of course it is. That the majority of skeletons used at this point in time in movies were actually real skeletons from, yes. like, poor countries. So, yeah. Two things about the internet. It never closes, yep. and it's always right. Well, there's a third thing. What? Every Google search, no matter what it is, eventually takes you to porn. Well, yes. Okay. So, but he comes, he emerges out of the top of this giant throne room, and he cuts the ankle chain off of his ankle with his sword. And he looks right at the camera. (laughs) And we don't, we don't see it happen, but he fucks up some dogs because the next scene, what's he wearing? Oh, is he wearing the the dog pelts? Yes. (laughs) But he wanders into a village and there's this woman that is kind of like peeking out of a hut. It's not really a village. It's just a hut okay. by itself in a canyon. But this conversation takes place. God damn it. One of these people got to learn. Well, hello. Whatever you're selling, I'll take two. Been traveling for days. I need food and water. Is that all? I have something you can eat. I have nothing to pay you. I think you can work something out. So now it's time for... And now it's time for Name That Porn Star. Uh, Terry Weigel. <laughs> you can't use ones I've used already. Oh, have you used Terry Weigel? Okay. Yes. Christy Canyon. That was one that you suggested, but it's, it's a f- Asphyxia Noir. Never heard of her. It's her real name. Um, and I'm sure it is. <laughs> that was from It's Not Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> oh, hey, that's awesome. But yeah, the, no, ba- he basically, he, he finds a slut in a hut. Well, this actual conversation does take place. Hold on. Yes. There's warmth and fire. Do you not wish to warm yourself by my fire? She's She means her pussy, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure she does. Yeah, and so he's now in her hut, and he's kind of chilling out, and he's drinking, and she's putting on a show. She's climbing, crawling around on all fours, making like a big pussy cat, and throwing, I don't know, pop rocks into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she talks of a prophecy of a conqueror who crushes snakes. And this perks his curiosity. Right. And because she knows. And he asks her, Will you tell me? And she goes, Yes. But there is a price. Matt, what's that price? He's got a banger. <laughs> That's right. And she is I don't know how would you put this. She she's a very vocal <laughs> Yes. She's getting freaky and it sounds a little bit like this. Uh. Zamora, the crossroad. 
And then yeah. he says, Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I'm assuming that's where you wanted that. That's exactly where I wanted that. But yeah, then she turns into her crazy witch where her eyes get all fucked up and her teeth grow and she's clawing at him. Does she bite him? I don't know, but there's like these blue lights and he throws her in the fire. <laughs> yeah. I laughed out loud when he threw her in the fire. Did you? <laughs> and then she flies away as fire. Right. They, yeah. And I, I got to ask a question here. Okay. And first there's a question about the movie. Then there's a question about you. Okay. So it doesn't seem like they were done fucking yet at this point. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't think so. So you think he still had a boner when she turned oh, into a witch? I'm sure he did. So did he have to like rub one out to get to sleep? I pro- uh, yeah, I would think so. Although you would, I mean, would you want to be like on your guard at this point? Yeah, but you you need to. That's that's a whole thing. You got to have your shit wired tight, and your shit is not wired tight when you are missing a lot of blood that needs to be in your brain. I suppose. Yeah, you got to beat that thing down, right? Yeah. So, have have you ever had that interruption, that coitus interruptus? Yes. Where you you just have to throw on the clothes quick, and you're just like, God damn it. Uh, I wouldn't say throw on the clothes. Interrupted by children or a dog. Yeah. Never, I, I don't think I've ever had to escape anywhere and put clothes on. And No, no, I, I'm not talking about escape. You get the knock at the door and you have to like throw something on and then go talk to your kids. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, you yeah. just throw sweats on and you got a fucking tent sticking out. Well, no, usually my, my missus takes care of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, she has a tent sticking out then. Why would she have a tent sticking From out? From her boner. Yeah. <laughs> She takes the strap on, <laughs> okay. off first, puts it to the side. Yes. So there, there's this new thing, and I don't know what it is. You, you've you obviously seen pictures of Joey. <laughs> We've had Joey for eight years. Okay. In the last four months, when we get down to business, he jumps off the bed and goes and hides in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I don't know why. This is like a new thing. Um. Probably because he thinks that you're hurting her or something. Yeah, but I would, I'm, you know, I'm older. I would assume that she probably is less vocal than she used to be. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe but anyway, a, Conan goes out. Yes. So the next morning, he comes out. He's all dressed up in his dog pelts. And there's a dude that's chained to the wall. And he wants food. And we are now introduced to Subutai. Yeah, I'm just going to call him the thief. Well, he's the thief and the archer. I refer to him as Subutai. But yeah, his all of his lines were dubbed. He's he's if you go to IMDb, he's got like three credits. Okay, and they're all they're all like surfing documentaries, and yet he's a secondary character in this movie. He he doesn't return for uh, Conan the no. Destroyer. No, the dude that is his sidekick in Conan the Destroyer. Um. He's Bob from Batman. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, and then, um, but they, they, 
Conan is is gathering a crew, basically. He's he's gathering this group of people that are going to travel with him, but they talk about gods. And yes. the thief archer, I thought he kind of had a Native American god thing going on. That was kind of yeah. like the way he described it. Sure, sure. The, the wind and the sun and everything else like that. Yes. But, but they are running across the land. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I have a question. Okay. Why didn't they steal some horses? I don't know. Maybe horses are in short supply. I think the horse budget, you know, they couldn't afford horses throughout the entire film, so they had to get a certain point in before they could actually start introducing horses. Uh, perhaps. But yeah, they, they come to the, the big city and they're trying new foods and new smells. And they come to, they go to the next city and they find, what is he, like a, a well, he's actually a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, well... They're, as they're in the cities, one of the guys, and I don't know if it was Conan or the thief kicks a dog, which pissed me off a little bit. The, okay, so PETA got really pissed off at this movie because there was harming of animals in this movie. And in a couple of minutes, we see that oh, yeah. very prominently. But yeah, they're in the next city and they asked the drug dealer uh, of two snakes that come together and this happens. You're you're jumping ahead, but I'll play it. No, I no, I'm not. How about two snakes coming together over a black sun, a magnificent standard? The only snakes I know of are those of Set and those cursed towers. They have spread to every city. Two, three years ago, it was just another snake cult. Now, everywhere, it is said that they are deceivers. They murder people in the night. I know nothing. So the snake people are hanging out at the snake tower. Wow, that's surprising. Right. But after this, and I, I wish I would have pulled this, he sells them some drugs. I thought that was before this point because no, they're, no, they're this, drunk and they're walking down the stairs and Conan calls the women all sluts. No, no, this is after they, 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 he sells them this stuff that they chew. Okay. And, and yes, they're walking down the stairs and he's, yeah, he calls the women all Sluts, and then he punches a camel. Yeah, he pulls a blazing saddles and punches a camel. Yeah, and that's when Subadai says to him, "Hey, chew it slowly. It's the good stuff." <laughs> but there's a woman that's hiding. Yes, and and she warns them about what is in the tower, and she says that they 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 being Subadai and Conan have to go first when they go into the tower. Right. This is Valeria. They never say her name, Valeria, but that's her name, and she is a Nordic. Well, I, I wouldn't really call her a goddess because she's not that good looking. No, and I'll explain exactly who she looks like in a little bit. Okay. But as they are going up the tower, Subatai is free climbing, and Conan and Valeria are using a rope, but Valeria is ahead of everybody. Right. And I thought she said that they had to go first. Yeah. I don't know. And then what does Subatai say? That it smells bad. I can smell your cunt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, it's like a smokestack that they had to climb up and then they're climbing down on the inside and there's a ceremony going on and it's one of the high priests that we saw in the beginning of the film, the dude with the beard that right. looks like Lenny from Motorhead. Right. And, and she goes to check out that level and then Conan and Subutai go down to the, the basically the basement level. Right, but she says that he's second only to Thalsa Doom. He's a thousand years old. 
And in, in the basement, what is there? A big snake. And there's also skeletons and rats, as well as a huge ruby. Right. This is, yeah, this is the serpent's eye. But I mean, the snake is what? What does he think? Five feet across? Four feet across? I don't know. It's fucking big. It's big. Yeah. Yes. And the, the woman thief of Valeria has replaced one of the girls in white. What, do you, what, what are they? Are these handmaidens? Uh, sacrifices to be prepared, I'm guessing. Sure. But, uh, yeah. Conan basically reaches over the snake, which is sleeping, and cheep, cheep, is, cheep, cheep, cheep. And is grabbing the eye of the serpent, but he's sweating. And the sweat drips down on the snake, and then we see the eye open of the snake. Yes. Cheep, 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 cheep. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And, and as, he's, as he's leaving, he sees the symbol. Yeah, he sees the, the symbol of the two snakes approaching or looking at each other. Right. And he grabs it off the wall. It's kind of like a green. Is it red? It's not emerald. <sighs> yeah. It's not. And what's what is? It's like a. It's like a dull green. Not amethyst. Stone. I don't know that. But anyways, he grabs it off the wall and he's staring at it. He's all of a sudden it's just like, holy shit! This is it. This is what I've been looking for. And the state snake is now stalking him. Right. Okay. And Conan realizes at the last second and stabs the snake, just like Harry Potter, and through the through the from the bottom going up, and the thief shoots it with a bunch of arrows, which kind of mounts it to the wall, and then Conan beheads it. Correct. So those are those are actually real arrows coming over Conan's head. Um, they they had all of the crew practice to see who the best archer was, and. Milius, the director, was the best archer, so she was actually shooting real arrows over Conan, over over Arnold Schwarzenegger. So when Conan stabbed the the snake through the bottom of the head, that was like his secondary weapon. Subutai tosses him his sword after he's loaded it up with a couple of arrows, and Conan fucks the snake up and cuts its head off. Mm-hmm. And that was impressive. That was an impressive practical effect. Yeah, and then a topless woman jumps into the snake pit. Yes, and screams because she's lying next to a, a headless snake. Well, I would think that the fall would have been bad enough. Sure, sure. But Subutai and Conan are climbing up the ropes, and Valeria basically takes the express elevator up. Yeah, and she does that by, she uses a guy as a, uh, as a counterweight by yes. doing this. really bad about all the michael hutchins references in the last two weeks that's all right that's all right but they get to the top of the tower and she says her signature line which is i honestly don't know do you want to live forever oh but all three of them jump off the tower how does that work i mean is there something they land in or is there like a big pool of water at the bottom i do not remember that okay yeah no it's it's a it's a big like stuntman impact bag that they had at the bottom. I, I don't remember that actually yeah, being no, shown. No, they don't. No, they, they land in the water. But now they are partying. Because, I mean, they've got, they, they got some good treasure from this tower. And he gives her the big jewel, the serpent's eye. Why? Because this is the first woman that I guess has ever, that paid attention to him, that 
wanted to. No, he was getting trim on the reg when he was, you know, the big fighter guy. Yeah, but that was given to him. This is somebody that actually wants to be with him. Okay. Somebody that is a warrior like he is. But the two of them get a hut for the night and, and they yes. bang. Right. And, and he says this to her. Oh, yeah. It's going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> but the scene of them banging, it goes on a little too long. And you, I don't remember if it was last week. I, no, it wasn't last week. It must have been two weeks ago. You talked about eraser nipples. Uh-huh. Yeah, she had some eraser nipples. Right, right. And they are doing like a post-coital eating and drinking, and then they have more sex. Mm-hmm. And the thinnest sumo wrestlers I've ever seen <laughs> are in the next scene. Right. But she, but she asks him, what would you do with, his, with your wealth? And I don't think he really answers it. Um, but yeah, they are living it up, and now they're fucking... I mean, they've partied too hard. They've And they're starting to burn out. And he's stirring some green soup and basically passes out, and his face falls right into... Mmm, soup. Mmm, chicken soup. No, damn! Noodles, no, it's noodle soup. Oh, is it noodle soup? I I was surprised that you did the shorter one. Okay. Honestly, obviously, friends reference. Right, but he's all fucked up, and some guards come in. Yeah, I said they look like meth addicts. Yeah, a little bit. But they take him to the hall of King Osric, the usurper. Right. Wasn't, wasn't, uh... I thought it was Odric, or Odric. That's Osric. Okay. Wasn't Jamie... Summers? No, no. Who's Earl the Jones? family? Who's the family in Game of Thrones? That uh, Lannister. Yeah, Jamie Lannister was the usurper. Okay, yes. uh, he, he was the um, the Kingslayer. Oh, that's right. well, same thing. Usurper. And the, the sister fucker. Yes. Uh, and the crippler the... of of Bran. <laughs> right. Who who plays King Osric? I have no idea. Really? Max von Sydow. Oh, Max. Yeah, I'm sorry. Max von Sydow. Yeah, that's right. And just like just like Flash Gordon, he took this role for his son. <laughs> but the Max von Sydow's character, he wants to know where the thief is. Mm-hmm. And, and what do Valeria and Conan say? I don't know. The lions ate him. Okay. And then right. he gets brought in like a, a second later. But yeah, he basically explains to them that he does not care for Thalsa Doom. He doesn't like the snakes. And his daughter has fallen under his spell and basically follows him as a slave. Right. And he pays them. And what does he, what does he pay them in? Jewels. Halls Mentholipus. Lep- Fuck! <laughs> Halls Mentholipus. No, you can't say it either. I can't say it either. That's what they look like. They look like, you know, Halls Mentholipus. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> I can't, there are certain words I can't say because I have a speech impediment. Fuck you right. for making fun of yeah. me. At you work, they impediment. actually changed a team name because I'm being assigned a, a new team okay. next week. And when they were telling me what the team name was, I said, I can't say that word. So they actually changed the team name because it was a word <laughs> I couldn't say. Jeez. Yeah, but Valeria and Subutai, they don't want to do it. Yeah, no, they they said, fuck this, we're out. We have yeah. all the wealth we need. Right. And 
Conan's not really listening to her. He's just staring into the thing he pulled off of the wall in the tower. Yeah, he is thinking revenge. The wheels of revenge are turning in his head. But uh, the next morning, he is basically left to go do it on his own. Wait, 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 so once again, a Doug movie where people fall in love immediately. Yes. And she uses the word warmth exactly like the witch did. Does she? Yes, she does. Okay. And she makes an impassioned plea and they hug and the music swells and he looks at the snake snake symbol and yeah, she wakes up and he's gone. But, but he has left, left her the... Serpent's eye. Yeah, the big ruby. And at this right. point, I in my notes, it says that she's kind of a butterface. And I realize she looks a lot like Lady Gaga. Yeah, a little bit. But Conan is riding alone. He finally has a horse. So the, the, the horse budget for the film finally has kicked in. Sure. And he encounters a band of Hare Krishnas. <laughs> He's just asking randos, like, where the mountain is. Right. But they're Doom's children. And they are on their way to the mountain of power. But they tell him to give up. And I, I don't know if it was supposed to be read this way, but it looks like Conan's horse can walk on water. I don't know, man. Or was it just no. like a very, very shallow? I think it was very shallow, whatever it was. Yes. And he, he comes to a, uh, like a Stonehenge like structures. Sure. And it's these sand dunes next to the ocean. And there's dead soldiers around. Horse skeletons. And, yes. And this dude, this dude comes out. Hey! I'm a wizard, mind you. This place is kept by powerful gods and spirits of kings. I'm my flesh. And you will have to deal with the dead. Can you summon demons, wizard? Yes! I strike at you. I would summon a demon more ferocious than all in hell. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. It's just kind of cool because neither one of them, once Conan laughs, they both realize that neither one of them are threatening. Yeah, they're just and, talking shit. Yeah. And they become old buddies. And this dude, the wizard, becomes part of his merry band in the next movie. Okay. He's, and he's, and he's, he, he's, he serves like a secondary part in his band in this film. Yes. Yeah. But they're talking around the fire. They're telling tales of kings and witches and ghosts. And, um, yeah. Why was asking about flowers funny? Conan asks about flowers, and the wizard finds that hilarious for some reason. Uh, something about nothing grows there. Or, I'm not sure. Like, the land where this wizard lives is poisoned. I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure. But yeah, I have that, that, that yeah, he asks about flowers, and then he rides a camel into camp. Apparently, into like, the camel... Um, group was not too upset by the fact that he had punched a camel 20 minutes earlier. Correct. And, you know, 
there's all kinds of weird shit that's happening at this camp. There's people that are praying and chanting and dancing. And and, but what are the flowers for? He, he, he rounds up some flowers, but what are they for? I don't know. They're for a girl. And that's kind of his thing. And he thinks maybe that's how he can get back the, the king's daughter that he's trying to get. But he has lost his armor or he's taken off his armor because he's trying to blend in sure. as, as just kind of like a schlub. Right. But he encounters, I wouldn't say a high priest, but kind of a tertiary priest. Right. There's, well, Conan actually, he, he runs into a bunch of hippies first and then he just takes a nap. And then he's awoken by a procession and there's a bunch of people in official looking outfits kind of going, and they are just throwing robes into the crowd. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the, but these, the, the, the one dude that he talks to has, it's just not, it's not straight. <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's not the robes that they were throwing off, but he's this, the, like I said, this is like a tertiary priest. Okay. This is not a follower. But yeah, he, now he talks to this guy. Where do you think you're going, brother? I'm afraid. Afraid? To bear yourself? Why? You're so big and so well-grown. You should be proud of your body. How do you expect to reach emptiness without knowing your own body? Could we talk over there? Where the others do not see. Why, yes, brother. Of course. And and then they go basically around a corner. Right. And this guy thinks that he's going to get his dick sucked. Or... Yeah, but this yeah. happens. I'm afraid and I'm shy. This is uh, your rope. Priest's rope. Yes, it's all I have. That's all you'll ever need. Wouldn't the priests recognize the other priests? Uh, there's so many of them. I don't. Mm, know. Maybe I guess. Maybe. But he now has to show his green two snake medallion that he stole from the snake temple to kind of get into the the main procession. And and this is a part where. When I look at this film as a whole, it's impressive because the sets are big mm -hmm. and there are a lot of extras. Yeah. And this was a big production. Mm -hmm. But a woman priest asks Conan what he sees in the water. And what does he say? Oh, is it infinity? Or... Oh, yeah. Good. Good. Was it in... Okay. All right. And he gives the green headpiece thing uh to a guard and then conan goes up the steps right but as they're all marching towards the temple i mean thousands of extras the two high priests the guys that we saw lenny from motorhead and lemmy 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 lenny is from laverne and shirley lemmy is from motorhead okay. <laughs> and the other dude um they, they come down the, the giant staircase yeah, and then he shows, he, and the guard takes it from him. Right. So, yeah, that's good. And then. No, I don't think he says that that's good. I think he Well, says, he lets him go up the steps. Yes. Because that's when the daughter comes out at the top of the stairs. 
And these stairs, this is a practical effect. I mean, this was probably, what, 100, 150 feet tall? Oh, yeah. If not more than that. Yeah, they had yeah they had to build this all from scratch. This was not something that was just there, um, but the guard that he gives it to goes and gives it to the high priests. Like, hey, wasn't this missing? Didn't you guys say something about this? Didn't uh, somebody steal a bunch of shit from our tower in that other town? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, they they yeah the princess has she has a snake in each hand. Um, well, it's not in her hand. They're around her wrist. She's wearing them like bracelets. Right. And False of Doom, he comes out to talk, and he's just like, Can you dig it? <laughs> uh, and then they work Conan over pretty good. Oh, yeah. They've but, somehow identified Conan. He's taken away. And right. he's getting just the shit beat out of him at this point. And I think that... Um, it's here where Thalsa Doom, there's a there's basically a bunch of snakes everywhere. Mm-hmm. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Yeah, there's snakes all over this place. And he keeps he picks up like, I don't know, two or three or four different snakes the whole time that he's going through this monologue. And then Thalsa Doom comes up and he talks to he talks to Conan. And this is their first conversation mm-hmm. after, well, besides when he was a child. Where is the eye of the serpent? Rexor says that you gave it to a girl. Probably for a mere night's pleasure. What a loss. People have no grasp of what they do. You broke into my house, stole my property, murdered my servants and my pets, and that is what grieves me the most. You killed my snake. Thorgrim is beside himself with grief. He raised that snake from the time it was born. You took my father's sword. Ah. It must have been when I was younger. There was a time, boy, when I searched for steel. And steel meant more to me than gold or jewels. I was shocked you didn't pull the, the rancor keeper clip here. Why is that? Because where he says... Oh, that he raised him from a baby, the snake. Yes, but Conan. Have you seen Have you seen that YouTube video, the movie of um, oh, what's it called? It's a really great short. It's one of the better fan made Star Wars movies about the boy who finds the Rancor egg. No. Oh, it's really good. I mean, I've I've mentioned other Star Wars fan made films, but there's two or three of them that really stand out, and that is one of them. Right. But Conan tells Thalsa Doom what the issue that he has with him is. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side, what happened to your father? You killed him. No. I am 
the father. It's not true. That's impossible. I had to pull Uh-oh. a bunch of Vader shit. <laughs> yes. Okay. But but they talk they talk about the riddle of steel. Yeah, flesh is stronger than steel. Fle- flesh is stronger than steel, and he proves it by calling a slave <laughs> to a woman. Yes, who's like standing, I don't know, what is she, 90 feet up? Yeah, it's, it's a bit. It's a bit. And she jumps, basically, come here, child, come here. And she jumps off, and they fucking show her impact. Yeah, like, she just jumps to her death. Goes through, like, this wood panel or something. I mean, it's it yeah. was impressive. That's going to fuck you up, yeah. But then Conan is being crucified. And what is he being crucified on? Um, the Tree of Woe. Yes. Actually, but, be- but before that, before that, before he, he says crucify him, he says that is strength. And that, boy, that's power. And I gave you this. Basically, he's saying, I gave you this power. You wouldn't be where you are today without me. And And that comes up later where he talks about how Conan does not have a purpose without the existence of Thalsa Doom. Mm-hmm. Correct. But yeah, he's like crucified. And yeah, they take him to the Tree of Woe. Yeah. And I didn't realize this until I watched this showing. His ass is nailed to that tree. Well, okay, so when we were watching this, I saw that his legs were nailed. I did not see that his arms were. They looked like they were bound. But no. later, after he's rescued, he has... Bandages. A- well, he has the holes. I wouldn't call him stigmata, but he has the holes like he was like, you know, straight up crucified. Right. So do you know what happens when you get crucified? Well, yeah, it is. You actually suffocate. Right. Because you can't hold yourself up any longer. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. That there's, there's this podcast that I listened to and he had this Air Force um, parajumper who are, who are like, you know, supreme military paramedics. On and he's talking about Christ and the way that Christ died. He lays out the scientific way of how it actually happened, of how he actually died. How basically lays out a scientific reasoning, and it's so interesting. But yeah, so anyway, yeah, his ass is crucified. Yeah, he's not looking so good on the tree of woe, and the buzzards are circling. Correct, And, and this buzzard, this buzzard is circling. My killer, what are you waiting for? Get a move on. Get going. Scram. No, 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 Well, at least go out and get a little rabbit or something. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. And then there is one vulture or buzzard who is a little bit confused just because of how large Conan's pecs are. And he tries to milk <laughs> Conan. <laughs> he's, he's pecking at it. So that was actually, that was a dead buzzard or dead vulture that they found. Okay. That they were kind of, you know, using as a puppet. And, and when he, so then Conan, you know, it's pecking at his peck. And Conan bites it in the neck and, and kills it. Right. And immediately after that happened, they're like, they disinfected his mouth. (laughs) I have a story I'll tell you offline about something very similar, but I can't bring it up on the podcast. Um, But right at this point, right after he kills the bird that was biting on his titty, 
his crew arrives and Conan laughs himself unconscious. Well, because I think he thinks it's a it's a mirage. It's a dream, right? It's a dream or it's a hallucination. But it's really Subutai who comes to his rescue, and uh, so they've got Conan now. Basically, um, he's he's not wrapped up yet, but they're bandaging him up. And Valeria asks the wizard to do something. Right, and, and the wizard says, "The wizard says, well, I'm going to try." And Valeria says, "Well, there will be." Um, oh, sorry. Sorry, I fucked up. It's all right. Um, the wizard says there will be a heavy toll and price. And Valeria says, then I will pay them. Is, is that price that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has to have Sharpie written all over his face? <laughs> right. And it, so the wizard draws on Conan with a Sharpie, and and he's in a hammock in a black outfit. And who is it that is going to try to take Conan at night? The spirits? I guess. I, I couldn't figure that part out. But there yeah. is weather, <laughs> I oh, guess. Yeah. yeah, some badass weather is rolling in. Um, yeah, there, he, yeah, the wizard is chanting. Yeah, he's, he's making some weird-ass noises. As he's, as he's drawing these symbols on them, um, they're tying him down. I don't think he's in a hammock. I think he's tied by ropes by his feet and by his like underneath his arms or something All right but I, I actually yeah. pulled some of the the wizards talking or speaking in tongues okay <laughs> which actually is really not that different from <laughs> The wizard says, you know, they'll come tonight. And Valeria says, if they succeed, you'll follow. And then there are some really, really, Mm -hmm. really bad special effects here. Right. These effects aren't very special. Yeah. (laughs) These effects suck. But they succeed. Yeah. The thief and Valeria actually fight the special effects. Yes, they do. The bad special effects. And the weather goes away and mm-hmm. the red sky turns normal. Right. And the woman, she basically, Valeria, collapses on Conan. Right. But and, he wakes up. Yeah. And the wizard is excited that the effects are gone. And the next day, Conan is still sleeping. And he actually, or... Valeria says this, which is important for the long run of this film. Mm-hmm. All the gods, they cannot sever us. If I were dead and you still fighting for life, I'd come back from the darkness, back from the pit of hell, to fight at your side. Could you tell me where the nuclear vessels are? Yeah, this is going to come back. Right. But now he's standing there alone wind is blowing through his hair and he goes through this just kick-ass fucking sword routine with the music behind it yeah this is actually the point in the film where jen just started openly bitching about the fact you picked this film <laughs> why would she bitch about this this is this part is kick-ass man uh, it, it's not this part it's the film in general <laughs> okay well 
and, and we find out that there are caves behind the mountain, which basically gives them a back door into Thalsa Doom's stronghold. Right. The mountain is hollow. There are many caves. Uh, and Subutai says a good thief could get in there and steal a princess. Not a vengeful, a vengeful thief. And Conan agrees that... Uh, or actually... Well, Valeria is concerned that about Conan's yes. need for vengeance. Yes, and they ask him if he agrees, and he's basically just silent as he's sharpening his sword. Yeah, he ain't saying shit. <laughs> he ain't saying shit. And now, this is my favorite part of the movie. This whole sequence with the music and everything and the camouflage is just... I, this I remember as a kid going, this is fucking kick-ass. I love this part. So, but they're camouflaging themselves. Why? Why not? Because it looks cool. That's why. <laughs> and and once again, this is another case where they reused a set from another film. Can you tell me what film this set is reused oh, from? Oh, God. I don't know. Clash of the Titans. I'll, I'll play a clip from that movie. Okay. Temple of Doom. Oh, there you go. This movie was made in 81, man. I mean, come on. But they're, they're sneaking just, around. Just, 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 no, it looked like the Temple of Doom set. It does it not really look does. like the Temple of Doom. The, no. the cave part does. It yeah, absolutely does. All right. All right. Okay. Fine. They're sneaking around, but they're not really hiding well. And they're, they, hi- they're hiding good enough. Their camouflage is hiding. <laughs> <good enough. laughs> These are... They, these are the worst hiders ever. <laughs> but they are following men that are carrying a giant thing of soup. And I thought this might have been where you wanted that soup. Well, play it again. Why not? It's a big cauldron of soup. Mmm. Soup. But it's green. And it's the same color of soup that Conan was eating before. But what's in this soup? Silent Green is people! Yeah, we gotta stop In the background, there's like a naked lady that they're filleting. Yeah, it actually to me looked like pistachio pudding. <laughs> yes, it does. It does look like it does look like pistachio pudding. And which they I, come into I, I, I love, by the way. Yeah, they they come to another set from a different movie. Do you know what this movie is? Clash of the Titans. No, Caligula. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's a huge orgy. Yeah, there's a huge orgy going on. <laughs> I, I couldn't and, keep track of all the titties going on. Yeah, I mean, there's some a lot of, of like a lot of box munching going on. Yeah, the and the, the music immediately when they get to the orgy changes. The orgy music, and there is, or there are body parts in the pistachio pudding, right? As they're stirring it, and then what is it that Thalsa Doom starts doing now? Mm. Not yet. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. There's the Royal Ladle Guy. Okay. And I would think that that would be his official title, Royal Ladle Guy. Okay. <laughs> and he's stirring the soup, and he, he gives the chick, a chick comes up and, and he gives her a bowl of the soup, and there's a hand in it, and she takes the hand from the stew, and she's like licking the fingers of it. Nice. Right. But they see the princess sitting next to Thalsa Doom, and his eyes change. They change from his green eyes to what kind of eyes? Snake eyes. Snake eyes. And then his face changes and his hands retract. So what is he doing? He's turning himself into a snake. You know what time it is? What time is it? All right, then. 
Morphin Time! Dragon Sword! Mastodon! Pterodactyl! Triceratops! Saber-Tooth Tiger! Tyrannosaurus! Yeah! Yeah, not too often I can pull a Power Rangers clip. <laughs> I've never seen an episode of, of Power Rangers. I, I have not either, but I, I did have a really great joke about the Brown Ranger and, and the Shocker that I posted on Facebook like seven years ago. <laughs> okay. But anyway, please continue. So he's changing into a snake. Right. Valeria goes over to some tapestries. Now battle off and tell Baron Brunwald that Lord Clarence MacDonald and his lovely assistant are here to view the tapestries. It's really, really fucked up that you send me clips and the clip has just a title and easily 70% of the time, I know exactly what it is. (laughs) Because I knew soup, I knew tapestries. Okay. But yeah, she lights the tapestries on fire. False Doom has turned himself into a big snake because he sees. He knows that his options here are either get killed or get the fuck out. He's not going to win this battle. Okay. And and he escapes down the big snake hole. Yeah. And the... um. The, the thief kills the guy that is stirring the pudding or the soup. The, the royal ladle guy. Yeah, the royal ladle guy. Sorry. I didn't give him the proper titular respect. And then the Valeria kills one guy, then beheads another. And right. Conan gets on the act. And for some reason, which I cannot understand, he kicks over a candelabra that is just there. <laughs> but there's a shitload of killing that's going on. Yeah, basically, they are. Conan is going through these cars like a bad burrito, <laughs> just shooting out. Yes, and uh, the it's the very, dog- it's very it's very graphic. Oh yeah, it really is. And this is where I was talking about where the blood they don't have the blood color quite figured out. Mm-hmm. But the daughter of the king, so I suppose the princess, she's right. under a spell, and now Lemmy and Dime Store Thor has have shown up. That's the guy Correct. with the the hammer. Who's also a crackhead, Ron Weasley. And Conan tips over the soup, and he is fighting with Lemmy and Dime Store Thor. Right. And the one, Lemmy, he looks at him and he's like, you. And the, and the other guy, the guy without the beard, he, he, his, what's his weapon of choice? Well, the guy with is the he, beard is, is the hammer. Is he the hammer guy? Yeah, I think so. You're right. Lemmy is the Lemmy is the hammer guy. No, no, no. The guy with the red beard is is the hammer guy. Lemmy is the other guy. No, there's okay. two guys. There's yeah. two high priests. One guy is clean cut, right? And the other guy has the beard that looks like Lemmy. No, Lemmy is not the. Okay. Anyway, continue. Just go. The big no. The guy who does not have the beard is the hammer man. Okay. Fine. He's the he's the guy with the hammer because that comes into play later on. Yes. Okay, so Lemmy does not have the hammer. The other guy, the clean cut high priest. But this column uh, falls and there's dust everywhere, so right. nobody can see shit. Right. He knocks down this giant pillar and he looks at it. He looks at the pillar that he just knocked down, and then he looks at his hammer and then he's, he kind of has this "oh shit" look. But Fuck. yeah, the three heroes are escaping, and right. we. Valera is actually a pretty good fighter. She is definitely holding her own. But she's she's acting as a rear guard. Yeah, and Lemmy is recovering, and Thulsa Doom has went back to human form. Mm-hmm. 
and he has a snake around his neck as he walks outside. Right. But well, no, but first he says this. No, I don't have anything here. No, no, that's, that comes up later. No, the, the piss thing, that comes up later. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's later. I'll play it, but it comes up later. Did I not play that? Infidel defilers. This part? Yeah. No, that comes up later. drown in lakes of blood. Now they will know why they are afraid of the dark. Now they will learn why they fear the night. No, that that happens when he's addressing the crowd at the top of the stairs. No. Yes, no. it does. Yes, no, this, it does. This, this is this this clip is is labeled as the false doom is pissed. Yeah, I I know that. No, there's a different clip that I sent you. Yeah, so we, he has one more. He has one more clip, which is the last talk. I yes, get that. But, but this clip right here, that the one that you just played, that's yeah. after he comes back as human. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is, but it's much later after he comes mm. back as human. No, it's right now. Well, you know what he has to say about that? What? But this is my favorite part of the entire film because it is so fucking crazy. (laughs) Oh, is this where he takes the snake around his neck? Yeah, he takes the snake off his neck. And what does he do with it? He turns it into an arrow. He turns it into an arrow and he shoots it like an arrow. (laughs) You're right. It's fucking crazy. Right. Well, he says, but what does he say to it? What does he say to the snake? I have no idea what he says to the snake. He goes, seek. (laughs) And who does he hit? He hits Valeria. Right. It takes it takes the woman thief out, and they kind of continue to ride. And when Conan pulls the snake arrow out, it becomes a regular snake again. Correct. Correct. But then she dies in his arms under a tree, kind of like... What the fuck is her name in Red Dawn? Jennifer Grey. What was her character name in Red Dawn? Baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And she's like, so cold, keep me warm. And then she dies. You mean this? I'm so cold. So cold. Keep me Yeah, Conan's but, pissed. And now it's time for now it's revenge time. But where did they get funeral clothes for Valeria? I'm sure the wizard had them. Dude has everything. <sighs> I suppose, but they, okay, they, but they they sent her off in true Viking fashion because she was modeled after a Nordic Viking goddess. Yeah, and how is it they send out, send off people in Viking fashion? It's a funeral pyre. I mean, a lot of times, I don't know if you ever watched the, the show Vikings on History Channel. Great show. I've heard it's really, good. It's really good. It lost me after about the fourth or fifth season. The main character, spoiler alert, uh, gets killed off. And I really, it kind of lost me after that because he was such a kick-ass character. But a lot of times, 
they would put them on a boat and then shoot a flaming arrow at the boat and, and launch them off to Valhalla. Valhalla? Yeah, Valhalla. either or. Yes. I, I don't but that's the wizard says that the fire won't burn up there. And he's amazed that the fire actually burns and he has a question for the thief. Why do you cry? He's calling for Mary. He won't cry. So I cry for him. See, that's why why I cry in this podcast, because Doug, you know, won't cry. Mm-hmm. That's right. So Conan comes down. He rips off his wheel pendant that he's been wearing this entire film. And he puts on the serpent's eye necklace that he gave her. Yeah, he, he gave Valera. And this is at a point where Jen says to me, Matthew, how can this be in his top ten? <laughs> And I said, I, I don't know. But the next morning, the, the pyre is still burning. And honestly, you know, I've never seen this before. Right. This whole thing reminded me both of Jedi and also Phantom Menace with the pyre. Okay. And, you know, I know that Lucas is a big person for doing homages Mm-hmm. And Milius was a big player in the industry. Sure. So I, I wonder what was what year was this? Eighty four. No, God, man, this was. Um, fuck, I gotta go through my notes here. Uh, Eighty two. So this would have been before Jedi. Yes. So I mean, maybe um, because you look at you know Spielberg and all those guys, kind of like all were in each other's shit as far as giving advice and different things. So maybe there was a piece of it. Maybe, but it's, you know, a funeral pirates. It's, that's common in a lot of different cultures, Indian culture, Viking culture. I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of symbolic things in star Wars, a lot of mythology that's used. Yes. So I don't know. I don't know, but the next morning Conan is, where's the daughter though? Where's, where's the daughter, the, the daughter who's under the Slytherin, um, spell. He is deep in thought. The princess is tied to a big stone, and she basically yells out, "He will kill you. He has seen your fires, but he will come for me, and he will kill you." And so, Conan knows he has a battle coming. Mm-hmm. So he and Sobatai, what do they do? Big old montage, baby. <laughs> That's like an yeah. A-Team remix. <laughs> That's Every A-Team episode followed the same formula. Well, yeah. I mean, it and it worked for what? It was on five seasons or something like I, that? I think so. It, it jumped the shark, at, you know, the last two seasons. But yeah, they are setting the trap, basically. And it actually reminded me of... It, it is left to right rather than up and down, but it is very much the... First blood type traps. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. But 
the, the wizard comes over this little berm where Conan and Subutai are working, and he's got all this extra armor, and this happens. <laughs> Where'd you get this stuff? The dead. The gods are pleased with you. They will watch the battle. Are they going to help? No. Well, then tell them to stay out of the way. So how much time is supposed to have passed here? I'm not sure. I think maybe a day or two. Okay, okay. So I I think, you know, they get back to camp at night. Valeria is dead. They do the funeral pyre, and then the next morning, this all happens throughout the course of the day. And that late afternoon, early evening, Subutai sees riders on the horizon, and they are charging. And this is the first time that, you know, Conan has said Krom a couple of times. But this is the first time that we actually hear him praying to Krom or talking to Krom. I've never prayed to you before. I have no tongue for it. No one, not even you, will remember if we were good men or bad. Why we fought or why we died. No. All that matters is that two stood against many. That's what's important. Barbara pleases you, Kram. So grant me one request. Grant me revenge. If you do not listen, then the hell with you. You want to set it up or just... (laughs) It reminded me of this. Basically, Conan is, is cursing his god. Just a little bit like this. She's tough, Nakrofu. Look, I go to you. I stick up for you. You know, help me now. So fuck you, Jobu. I do it myself. Yeah, I, I didn't have to use your clip. I already had that. <laughs> but- so the the riders go past where the funeral pyre was, and Conan he just starts fucking dudes up. Yeah, what there there is right? a thing with this fight, and it is very fortunate that for Conan that they come in one at a time, right? So that he and the thief can take them out. Yes, because that like never happens in a Chuck Norris movie or right. Yeah, there's there's fifty ninjas, but they're gonna attack one at a time. Correct. And the thief is showing his archery skills, and then he's out of arrows and he runs. Mm-hmm. And then the hammer guy comes in and he hits Conan, and then Conan takes out Lemmy's horse, and the thief takes one in the leg, but is saved by the wizard. And. Right. The hammer guy falls for a Rambo trap with a helmet. Basically, he just has a helmet on there, and he grabs the helmet. and Yeah, he hits the hammer. He hits the helmet with the hammer, and it basically sends a giant spike through his chest. Right. And then Lemmy charges, and he and Conan fight. And Mm -hmm. this is where I call it the force ghost of the woman (laughs) saves Conan, and she then she disappears. But this goes back to where she said, if I was dying or if I was dead, I would come back so that I could save you. Right. 
But when her ghost, Force Ghost, comes back, it's all in shiny silver Viking armor. Yeah, it's very Xanadu-esque. And she says, she kind of stands there as the stars are kind of sparkling around her. Do you want to live forever? And then, uh, well, it's you should have pulled the um, Starship Troopers. Do you want to live forever? Yeah, both he, um, oh, Casper Van Diem. Right. And then, oh, God, what's the other guy's name? Michael Ironside. There you go. Both say that. And then, but but this Lemmy Lemmy has his father's sword. Yes, and and Conan breaks jacks his ass up. Yeah, cuts his father's sword in half with the Atlantean king's sword. And then uh, Thulsa Doom is standing kind of on a hill, and Mm -hmm. he he takes out another snake, (laughs) right arrow, and he's going to kill the daughter and the princess. Please. She's like, don't do it, don't do it. But who saves her ass? The right thief. In the nick of time? Yes. Yeah, he, he blocks it, and then Thulsa Doom runs away. Right. So at the end of this battle, they're all jacked up. Do you think Conan and Subutai and the wizard, do you think they all touch tips together? <laughs> well, they, they have the daughter now. And and, <laughs> and the daughter is now kind of a little bit pissed at oh, Thulsa Doom. Absolutely, absolutely she's pissed because she sneaks Conan into the temple. And But later that night, Anakin still has his followers, and that's when he actually says this. Infidel defilers, they should all drown in lakes of blood. Now they will know why they are afraid of the no. dark. Yes. No. Yes. No, that is, no. it is at this point. Night. No, yes. that is the, no. No, that okay, is you the, go back and you check. That is yes, when that, that, is, that is the speech that he gives to the two <sighs> high priests after the, the orgy battle. Because uh, he he has a different speech. He has a no. Different it's speech. coming up in a second. Yes, yes I understand. But why that. would but why would he say that now? He wouldn't just say no because he now. was addressing the crowd at the no, top of the stairs. No, no, that's coming up. That's coming up. The speech that you just played that you could hear the fires. You could hear you could hear the tapestries burning. But yes, Conan shows up and they he sneaks in with the help of the daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she has abandoned Thulsa Doom because he tried to kill her with the snake arrow. Right. But now this is where Doom... He wants everybody his, to die. He wants to... He, yeah. He's giving his Jonestown speech. <laughs> yeah. No, he is like... He's giving the basically the, the scorched earth. Where it's like, Correct. fuck it. If I'm not going to win, nobody's going to win. And this is where he set, has his last talk. Correct. My child, you have come to me, my son. Now is your father if it is not me. Who gave you the will to live? I am the wellspring from which you flow. When I am gone, you will have never been. What will your world be without me? My son. My son. Yes. And then he takes his father's sword, which he cut in half, and hacks off Thalsa Doom's head. Right. not, Not one blow. It takes several blows. Right. But what happens immediately after he cuts off his head and with the broken sword? 
He tosses the head down the stairs. No, but what happens with the sword? Uh, I don't know. This is what happens. I'll never turn to the dark side. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Had to pull that. <laughs> of course you did. Yes, but he hacks his head off, tosses the head. It's like it sounds like a coconut coming down. He only gets it like halfway down the stairs, though. Yeah. And people start throwing their torches in the water, mm-hmm. and this goes on until they are all gone. And they're like, "Oh, what, what do we do now? I gotta go to work, man." Yeah, but now, basically, Conan, he's sitting on the stairs. Yeah, he's sitting in the middle of the stairs. Right. And the princess stares up at him, um, and he grabs a hanging torch. Yeah, bowl of fire. Right. And he tosses it into this stone temple, which starts on fire. Yeah, I, I don't know how the stones are burning. Right. Do they have, like, later fluid on them or something? Uh, maybe, maybe. Maybe, but she bows down to him. Yeah, she kneels before him. Yes, and he... He walks past past her, and then he stops. Yes, and picks her up. Do you think he bangs her? Oh, yeah, he fucks her immediately. You think so? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. And then he carries her away, and then we have the ending. Wait, wait, wait. Even before the ending, though, where's the thief? I don't know, man. He's just kind of... I mean, this this last act was a revenge. The thief did not have a part in the revenge. Okay, but then the narrator has this. So did Conan return the wayward daughter of King Osric to her home. And having no further concern, he and his companions sought adventure in the West. Many wars and feuds did Conan fight. Honor and fear were heaped upon his name. In time, he became a king by his own hand. This story shall also be told. Yeah, basically sets up King Conan, which never happened. Well, okay, so that, that ending prologue, the wizard says he and his companion went off to the west. But while this is happening, you see Conan with a beard sitting on a throne at the end. Yeah, they, so, they talked about... There were there were two different movies that Schwarzenegger was associated with that the budgets were too large to ever be made. One okay. of them has been made, but the other one was King Conan. Do you know what the other film that had a budget that Schwarzenegger was supposed to be in that couldn't be made because of how expensive it was. Do you know what that is? Call the Conqueror? No. <laughs> um, I Am Legend. Really? Yeah. He was supposed to be the Will Smith character in I Am oh. Legend. Okay. Oh, so But they made Conan the Destroyer, and he was not allowed to do... In his contract, they were supposed to do four movies, and in his contract, it said that you couldn't do any other fantasy movies like this. Uh, but it's too much time had passed and they weren't, there's not another movie on that was getting greenlit. So he did Red Sonia with, um, the fuck is her name? Bridget Bridget Nielsen. Yes. And then 
They still wanted to make another movie similar to this, so they did Call the Conqueror with Kevin Sorbel. Sorbel. Okay. Which is follows the storyline, sort of. So. No. Yeah. And then there was Jason Momoa that did a remake of this, which I saw, but I don't remember at all. We'll talk about it in a little bit. So. Well, this okay. may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture. Defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. Oh, a lot of all three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it definitely had all three. Okay. All right, so I got to ask, did you like it? No. Really? No. That's ridiculous, man. I love this movie, man. No. I, was, I, I had such a great time watching it. No, and I, I think a lot of it is if I had seen it back in 1986, I probably would have loved it because I would okay. have that veil of nostalgia surrounding it. Mm-hmm. But seeing it for the first time, I, I can appreciate some of the production aspects, the fact that they had these huge sets. Mm-hmm. But eh, it was it was eh. I, I enjoyed it. I oh, thought it was I can great. tell, since you were talking about, is it, I don't know if it's my top ten or my top five. Okay. So yeah. would you it's, recommend it? Absolutely. I would. And I know that might be counterintuitive based on what I just said, but because of the historical part of it. Okay. Um, I think that Conan the Barbarian with Schwarzenegger has a historical importance. Outside of that, no. Okay. All right. I mean, it's, I think it holds up. I think it's because there's not a whole lot. There's nothing that dates it, you know, other than him being a... The effects a, are a little bit, but I mean, anything in the 80s is going to be that way. Sure. But even, I, there weren't a whole lot of spe- special effects that were needed in this movie. I, I thought the snake was quite impressive. The only thing that was bad was the... The um, which was your the spirits that were trying to take him away. The that spirits and there's some stuff with young Conan, but yeah, actually this the way they did the snake was good because they actually did like a a thing where it was actually a real snake. Okay. And then they with the the gigantic one that he kills that was a practical effect, but for a lot of it they actually intercut a real snake, so that's it worked well and they did that well. I will give mm. them credit where credit is due. Okay. Right on. All right, so... Watcha. 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 watching. Not a lot. I'll go first. Okay. I'm wrapping up. I'm just starting the final episode of Southland Season 4. Fantastic. We talked about this last week. Great cop show. I can't consume an entire series it's i just i i run out of energy but with this show it's i don't know i i talked about it last week it's so good i can't stop watching it it sucks that it's only five seasons uh i watched the second episode of loki um it's owen wilson is in it and he's good do you know how to tell the difference between owen and the other wilson Is this a joke? No, no, it's absolutely 100% true. Well, one's blonde, one's brunette. What's the other one's name? Luke. Okay, so there's Luke and Owen Wilson. If you want to tell which one is which, 
which one's nose is fucked up? That's, oh, yeah. that's, that's Owen. That, it's yes. like, oh, my nose was broken. That's how you tell right. it's Owen Wilson. Right. And then um, on the way up to camping, my boy had downloaded a bunch of movies on his iPad. And, you know, I was telling him, I'm like, okay, rattle off what movies you got. He's going through the go do this, this, And then he said, oh, I, I, I downloaded Solo. I'm like, oh, okay, plug it in. I'll, I'll pipe it through the speakers. So I didn't watch Solo, but I listened to Solo. Okay. And it's, I've only seen that movie three times. So it was difficult to follow. Like if you had put on any of the six you know, prequels and original trilogy, yeah, I could follow along. Well, no you problem. remember when I was driving up, when I used to drive up to the Shangri-La. Yeah. I could just yeah. listen to like Empire and follow right. it. Exactly. Like, you could visualize it. Well, because this, I've seen I, it, you know, a hundred times. Right. This I could not visual. There's parts of it that I just could not visualize. So, yeah. But that's what I, that's, that's, that's about all I've really had time to watch. I did download a movie on my phone that I was watching in my tent last night that I was thinking, I've never seen this before. Should I do a, should I do this as a podcast? And I got about, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes into it, and I have not decided yet. I don't think I'm going to, but I, I want to finish watching it before I reveal what it is. Was that not Conan the Barbarian? It was not. No, it's a movie I've never seen before. Okay. No, not Conan the Barbarian. Right. The one that I pulled the porn clip from. Okay, yes. No. So, uh, first of all, Solo. Um, it is my favorite of the Mouse House Disney films. Okay. I, I know that is blasphemy because it's not Rogue One. Correct. But it, it is the least necessary of the films, but it is actually decent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have no problems with Solo other than there's absolutely no reason for it to exist. Correct. But as far as stuff I've been watching, I watched a little bit more of Kim and Kath, or Kath and Kim, I don't know what it is. Um, I listened to my brother and I started watching a show called uh, Big in Hollywood, Florida, which is an older Comedy Central show, which he said I have to watch, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, got caught up on Black Monday. Uh, I watched next week's movie and Jen and I have been watching Dirty John, which is interesting and actually kind of uh, will take me into my question in just a little bit. Okay. So actually that that takes me to... You know, there are a lot of times where you are forced to take sides in a scenario where mm-hmm. there is a breakup and you are friends with both parties. Mm-hmm. And and usually there is a primary and then there's a secondary. But depending on how long they're together, you might actually come to know and enjoy time with the other half of that relationship. So... Can you, do you, how do you approach it when your primary friend in a relationship is the one that is wrong in a scenario? Um, okay. I think I can think of. 
Wait, before you answer, let me give you a little bit okay. of a, of background here. Okay. So we had to, we've talked about both on the podcast and offline about when you are at a a wedding and your buddy's getting married and you are you're hogtied. You cannot tell your buddy, "Do not marry this bitch. She's fucked." Right. Because if you do that, he's going to hate you and then when his marriage breaks up, he's going to blame you because you are the one who planted that seed in mm-hmm. his head. Mm-hmm. But we both have been there. Sure. Different times. But there are also times when we have had friends that have been the fucked up party in a situation where somebody cheated on their wife. But we're not primarily friends with the wife. We're, we're primarily friends with the guy. Have I been really? Have I have I been a part of that? I don't think I have. Okay, well, just that is kind of the the context I, know, I wanted to give. I, okay, I know of one situation, and this is a guy that you grew up with that was kind of they should not have gotten married, and I knew that because he was, you know, just he was who he was, and. She was who she was and should have married somebody else. Should have married somebody who was college educated. Um, and when it did happen, I had heard details from both sides. And I tried staying friends with this one dude for a little while, but it just it didn't last. Now... My other two really good friends that got divorced, it was the women who kind of went sideways, and they both unfriended me on Facebook almost immediately. Yeah, yeah, but there were there were there were things that were out in the ether before the divorce happened. You know, there there were things that happened, and. You know, I've been in, I've been at weddings where I've said, yeah, this is not going to work. And uh, my brother is a perfect example with his first wife. Everybody knew it was going to be a problem because my brother, first of all, he has Asperger's. And second of all, he is a genius. And that is not a great combination when you're dealing with somebody who is very, very empathetic and somebody who is not a genius. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after his marriage fell, fell apart, he said, why didn't anybody say anything to me? Yeah. It's like, we, you can't do that. You can't right. say, don't marry her because of X. Right. But there are other things where somebody cheats on somebody and it, it's your buddy who is like the wrong party in that scenario. So mm-hmm. I, I guess, and even if you don't have a real world example, how would you approach that? I mean, would you, how would I approach that? How would I, you're going to still stick with your buddy, right? Or are you going to say, dude, you're, you're wrong. Yeah. I, it's, it's, oh man, that's, I don't know. I've never been in that situation. So I, I, I it's, it's a difficult question to answer. Um, so you've never had a friend who has said, well, don't say this to my wife. Or, mm-mm, or. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I take that back. I had a friend that was telling me all of the conquests that he was having with his girlfriend. And this and was I, when he was married? No, this was before he was okay. married. Okay. 
it was a very uncomfortable situation because I said something and I, and I always, I always told him, I've always, you know, my, my philosophy on my friendships is I will never lie for you. I just won't. I'm not going to lie for you. If you said, Hey, if, you know, I'm banging this other chick, but don't tell my wife. Okay. I'm not going to lie for you. Yeah. I'm not if she asks. Yeah. And this chick asked me, and I was just like, uh, you need to talk to him about it. And, um, and it was very, very uncomfortable because it was like after a party that I had had, and they were at my house, and then she went home, and they got into a big argument, and she called me, and she was like, I'm coming over there. I'm like, no, you're not. Don't come over here. <laughs> what? No, don't come here. Don't come here. Um and they ended up getting married. And I remember she told my wife at her wedding, this, there's no way that this is going to work out. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Then why are you getting married? You know what he's doing. You know what he did. Why are you marrying this man? So, yeah. No, I, I and guess. I'm not, and I'm not really that good of friends with that person anymore. And I would have to say that, you know, if one of my friends cheated on their wife, now, if if the wed if the marriage is falling apart, well, that's different, though. I mean, it, that's it, different. It, but if if the if the cheating is the catalyst for the divorce, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that person differently. You just have to. You just it's because it's a, it's a slimy thing to cheat on your spouse. Yeah, and you know, it, at least for me, and the reason I ask this is because there's there's two parts to it. There's number one where you walk into it. And you know, from day one, from day of wedding, this marriage is fucking doomed. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. But there's other things where you are five, ten, whatever years removed. And you know that, you know, person X is doing whatever. And I I think you have a great policy. It's like, I'm not going to lie for you. Yeah. But I, I just think of there are things that I know where for for certain people it's like they do shit that is shady at best mm-hmm. and i'm not part of it i mean i i have nobody here that is any, anything like that. i'm just talking about people that are spread across either wisconsin or wherever but when jen and i were talking about it, i said that it is interesting because when i go to up to the shangri-la one of the best things or one of the most important things for me is that drive with you and I, where it's just you and I, when we drive up there, where you're kind of giving me that download of shit that's happened in the last sure. year. Because sure. I, I go up things there change. one year and it's like, okay, somebody's getting married. And then the next year it's like, well, they got divorced because their girlfriend is a psycho. And it's like, well, what happened in that period of time? I mean, because if you don't tell me that, I'm just going to say, how is, you know, yeah. the female year, beautiful penis? A year, a year is a long time. It can be a short time, but it's it's a year. Is, a lot can happen in a year. I live with a dude that he was dating a nice girl, and he was, but at the same time, he was banging all kinds of strange trim. And I told him, I, I, I flat out said, dude, you're living with me, and you're bringing... She's coming here, and you're bringing strange trim here. I'm not going to lie for you. And I remember one specific time where 
Her whole family was at my house. And the phone rings, and it's a straight, it's some strange trim, and she asked, is so-and-so there? And I'm like, yes, he is. And I gave him the phone. And it was awesome, because I was just like, fuck you, I'm not going to be a part of this. That I, I'm not going to be a part of your web of lies. And he has learned his lesson. But, but has he? Really? I, as yeah. far as I know, he has. As far as I know, he has. But I, I was just like, Fuck you! You're you're dragging me into this web of shit. I mean, maybe this she thing. just doesn't see it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyway, okay. No listener reaction roundup. Let's move on to next week's. Movie. No, I have some. Oh, you do. Okay. Howdy, partners! Now it's time for listener reaction roundup. Yeehaw! Okay, so the first thing is from uh, wife of show Jen, mm-hmm. and. Uh, she thought the home game thing was brilliant. And she actually was scared to tell me that she thought it was brilliant. The what? The whole the what? Home game. What's the home game? The Panamax Rewind home game. Oh your, your okay. bit last week. Oh, okay. She liked that? No, i mean it was great. I and honestly, it 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 honestly threw me a little bit because I'm like, fuck. <laughs> now I gotta do something, which really, really sucks. No, you didn't have to do anything. No, but I, I did. I had to step up my game a little bit because oh, I got I got to be a you know an equal partner in this no, partnership. You know what? You know what, Matt? Suck my dick. <laughs> no, I'm no, not going to do are, that. You do what you do. You do way more for this podcast than I do. Oh, I was no, the no, one, I know that. <laughs> I was the one that was trying to bring game to balance out the scales of the workload. But I was I was impressed, um, and and so was she, and that really pissed me off a little bit. <laughs> so and then we also had a, a listener pickup because of the fact that we of the movie we did last week, which was Ford Fairlane, okay. and, and that was my brother who, as said, your podcast is self involved and you know whatever, mm-hmm. but this let me read this. Uh, listen to the whole episode on the flight from. Some airport, some airport. Interesting listen for sure. Surprised at some of the things you missed or got cut off by Doug <laughs> and skipped or didn't remember. Blah, 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 blah. I thought it was a great listen and I was right with you the whole time. Motivated to watch the whole thing again. Uh, da, 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 da. I, I never mentioned the, you never mentioned the third thing that you disliked, which is true. And the third thing was the way that he said, uh, flucking koala instead of fucking koala at the end. But that was uh, the the feedback we got from that. And we will actually pick up a listener or two, at least for part of the podcast this week, just because of the people who participated in the uh, helpline thing at the front. Okay. All right. So now we can go to. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. Three degrees for next week's movie. And I think I like it. And actually, before I do that, I need you to pick a number between one and eight, and you cannot pick either five or six. Seven. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Okay. So in this week's movie, Arnold plays Conan. Mm -hmm. He plays the Terminator in The Terminator. Michael Bean plays Kyle Reese in that film. He plays 
Doug. Oh, God, here comes Doug. He just got a race car bed, and now I'm going to have to hear about it. Had to have a Family Guy clip. In next week's Thriller. It was his first film. His first film? Mm, I don't know. It is 1981's The Fan. The Fan. I'm not familiar with that movie. Oh, there's no way you would have seen it. Okay. So uh, go ahead. <laughs> so that's great. We're going to watch a movie that nobody knows about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. So that's all I got. And, and what is this movie about? It is about a guy who is an obsessed fan with an aging actress who is kind of like aged out of being relevant. It was actually remade with Wesley Snipes and... Uh, Robert De Niro? Yeah. But that's a baseball movie. Yeah, but still, it's a guy who's obsessed, an obsessive fan. It's about an obsessive fan. Okay. It is a slow burn thriller. So I, I will probably hate it. It's not very good. Um, so, then why would you pick it? it I didn't know good. that. I didn't know why, that going why? in. Oh, God. But Jen did say it is better than Conan. Well, you know what, Jen? Jen, you may go to the buffet of dicks, load up a plate, black, Mexican, Puerto Rican, some Chinese throw in there, you know, sprinkle it with some horseradish sauce, Eat your plate of dicks and then go back for seconds. Conan fucking rocked. And anybody else besides you and Jen, you would be Okay, bring us on home. That's all, that's all I got. Fuck you. I'm done. I'm out. Good night. <laughs>